All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Creative Brappy. It's Creative Writing Motorcycle <laughs> Podcast. And uh, this is your host, Chris Messy Flaps. And, uh, <laughs> and in the studio is Junkie J. Yeah. Hanging out. What's that? Yeah. New co host. You're fired, Wiggins, until you get back and then you're hired again. Well, I guess I'm the intern, right? I'm not getting paid for this, so this is a t- trial run. Oh, you're getting paid the same as me and Wiggins do, so <laughs> this is all good. <laughs> Beer and peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Literally, I, I would give you a slice of pie, but we are a few miles apart, so yeah, uh, I can't do that. Uh, in the future, I'll probably be able to 3D, uh, you know, send you my scans of my food here and you'll be able to 3d print it from your 3d food printer oh there. yeah so well we need to hook up the hologram generator <laughs> right dude so that's <laughs> how throw on the vr headset heck yeah i know we could actually hollow hologram you into the studio right here next to us and it wouldn't be so uh, so lonely in here but yeah we got, go. wiggins is uh headed to the one show in portland right now and um i was talking last week we had liza from the motorcycles misfits podcast on our show and uh, we actually talked about you a little bit, Jay. Surprise, surprise. Oh, and, and, now I really got to listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, well, not on the show, behind the scenes. So maybe oh, I'll, okay. we'll talk about it in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I wanted somebody to sit in. And I've been talking to Liza about getting some different perspectives on the show. I don't, I don't, the show just to be too, you know, some, some a-hole that thinks he knows everything, which is me, not you, Wiggins. And then some, some old hooligan that's always talking about the hooligan series, which is Wiggins. I wanted to get some real BA writers on the show. And so that includes people like Jay. And I also wanted to get somebody that's not 400 years old. So that includes somebody like Jay. Because <laughs> even Wiggins, even Wiggins admits he's getting a little old in the tooth. So we need some young, freshy. Some punk well, like you my, to come in here. See, my secret is I fooled you all into thinking I'm younger than I actually am. You probably wouldn't even be able to guess my age. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people always think I'm like somewhere between like 30 and 40, and I'm actually like 126. So <laughs> fool them. Damn. But, um, yeah, I know. Looking pretty good for 126. Not great. Yeah, not bad. I'm not bragging. I don't look great, <laughs> but I'm just saying for 126, I'm not bad. Let's just put it that way. But That's yeah, it. watch out. I'm going to guess that you're 29, 27, 29, somewhere no, in there. Damn. Not even close. 18? <laughs> Are you at least drinking age? <laughs> I, I, I get carded. I used to get carded all, all the time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I still get carded sometimes. I'm like, dude. Oh, really? I'm well, they see my ID and they I scratched out the 18s on there so they don't think it's fake. You know that where it says 18, whatever mm-hmm. it says, 1826. But um, but yeah, no, it's it is it's funny. And then sometimes you don't get carded and you're like, damn, I'm I'm looking older than I. Uh, oh, I'm showing my age today. <laughs> but yeah, so we got Jay in the house tonight. So a real friggin' hardcore writer, and we're going to talk about that in a sec. Um, and also on tonight's show, uh, I I want to do this thing called The Name Game, and it's something that we played a while ago, um, way back in episode 48, for people that, that doesn't, don't know anything earlier than episode 100. Um, now that we're on... Hey, do you, by the way, co-host, you're supposed to know what episode this is. Do you know what episode this is? Um... 1005. Yeah, dude, how do you know that? <laughs> Wiggins can't even remember it every week. So yeah, it's episode episode 1005 minus a few, which is 162. And uh, yeah, we got a little bit little bit of stuff to yak about, and we're going to refresh your memory back from uh, episode 48. And then I got two stupid questions to ask you. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and get into some intro music. What do you say? 
Take it away. Welcome to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. Introducing your hosts. This is my dad, Junkie Turd Man. Carlos Chris, what else do I need to know? All right, well, this your bad mofo from uh, Indiana. For my one job, I have to travel around LA County. You get to, you get to do it. That's... I'm gonna forget to talk like a pirate. And you're gonna say that I lose. <laughs> And we're back. That was our dumb intro. So, Slay J, I gotta, I gotta yeah. ask you. I, you know, on on Instagram lately, we've been, uh, I've been playing around, posting some stuff. It's been pretty chilly. You're, you're south of me. You're down in Long Beach area, correct? Like you're. Yep. I don't know how close you are to the ocean, but it stays cooler around the ocean than it does inland. That's for sure, especially during the summertime. But, yeah, we get a lot, lot of fog rolling in. Yeah. I'm not. I'm about eight miles from from the ocean proper. Okay. But I'm, that's far I'm enough. I'm close enough to get the fog. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's still close enough to keep the temps down just a little bit in the summertime. But what happens when we hit the SoCal winter vortex? I know it's nothing. Come on, I, I, I feel like I'm being a jerk to the people. <laughs> I that... think the vortex. I don't know about the vortex part, but it is <laughs> for for us California. For me, as a, a as a native SoCal person if it dips below 50 i'm freezing dude for real and uh we are getting some uh screenshots and and stuff from listeners in like canada and minnesota where it's negative 40 and yeah yeah (laughs) dude i found out that this is an interesting fact i found out that negative 40 is where fahrenheit and celsius finally meet up Oh, shit. Yeah, because when it's like 120 or like 125, it's like 38 degrees Celsius or like, you know, 40 degrees Celsius. So when when I see in over in um, like a lot, I have a couple friends in Australia. And when I see that they're posting that it's 30 degrees, I'm like, oh, damn, that's real hot. But it's hard to think about how hot that really is. It's like 120, right. you know. And yeah. um, so when I saw negative 40, I really I thought that was like negative 62 Fahrenheit. I had no idea. But that's where that's where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet. So negative forty uh, is negative forty for everyone. And all I know, like that's damn cold. Like yeah, it's enough to freeze your balls off. Oh that's my for god! Sure. I you know what? It makes peeing outside virtually impossible. Is what I imagine. Like well, I have a, I had a friend uh, who lived in Chicago, and she was telling me that when you they have friends who would throw water out their front door and then it would like uh, crystallize as it was hitting the ground. That's right. how cold it was. Yeah. I, my my um, wife knows her, one of her uh, cohorts at her school is from Chicago. And when uh, her and her sister used to get in spit fights, they would almost knock each other out because it would freeze <laughs> before it hit them. But, um, dude, that, I mean, that's, like, no joking aside, that's so cold. And to be, like, I don't know if anybody's riding in that stuff, but... Um, I mean, riding in, you know, 30 degree weather here on New Year's Eve was all brutal. I can't oh, imagine yeah. like snow and ice being in the area around you, but yeah. we, we have been, you know, we haven't had that winter vortex, but like you said, the, the rain has been insane. Like it's been so crazy. It's rained for almost a week straight and it finally let up today. Today is, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. It finally didn't rain here today. So it, it started, yeah. started raining last Thursday and rained uh, for five or six days straight, like no no letting up. And it was hard. 
and um, all the hill, all the water ran because I live up here, but in the foothills, and all the water ran down into like my part of town. So we were just getting like a constant like waterfall, and some of the streets were pretty freaking deep. And uh, there were still people riding. I saw a few motorcycles, and I was like, bravo. But, dude, you, you're pretty hardcore. (laughs) Like, you are a daily commuter. That's why I wanted to have you on the show, too. You're not just someone that rides, like, on a track day or, like, just to a show here. And You ride every damn day. How many many miles do you uh, put on the old honker every day? Um, I average, I mean, I... I travel for my one job. I have to travel around LA County to different sites. So I'll average between 60 to sometimes 150 miles a day, which actually isn't that much. My one friend, he he is a motorcycle commuter and he, he does, he puts me to shame. He's been doing like 150 to 200 a day in wow. the rain. So I, I can't even take the badass title. He he definitely takes the badass title. Yeah. Because he, he and he's up, uh, more on the coast up north by like Santa Paula and uh, it was he was telling me it was freezing up there yeah that's why I was wondering how close you were to the ocean proper because that that's that was my point is that it's it's usually a little cooler at the beach and now that it's winter time I was wondering if that still translates is, or is the it, yeah it's, it's not too bad over here it's yeah. like it's pretty it's it's maybe like a few degrees uh, cooler but it's it's not too significant in my area yeah that's good man because like any colder and it's like i started to feel bad for you do you even own a car or a truck uh i do have a truck but currently my girlfriend had a hit and run on her motorcycle about four months ago so she's been taking the truck so i yeah i have to take the motorcycle because that's my my only option basically is that how she busted her leg uh, yeah, that's how she hurt her leg because she like went to kind of like uh, hold herself up after they clipped her, and so then she like messed up her her foot and her leg. Dang, is her bike okay? I didn't realize that was from a hit and run. Yeah, um, the bike. What happened was it ripped out. She has a Triumph bobber, and it ripped out the uh, the exhaust, the right hand exhaust from the cylinder head. So it totally ripped that out. And they were waiting to get the the pipes shipped, and then eventually they got the pipe shipped, and then she just found out this week that there was more damage to the cylinder head than they had initially figured, so we don't know if the bike's going to get totaled or not, so we're in the process of trying to figure that out. That's the crummy thing about motorcycles is that, you know, when you damage a car, cars are worth, like, a cheap car is worth 30 grand nowadays, you know, and they're worth Mm -hmm. upwards of, like, you know, if you get a Tesla base model, it's, like, 80 grand or 60 grand or whatever it is. So when you're talking about a $10,000 motorcycle, that's a pretty... You know, and they're kind of creeping. Prices are creeping a little, but still, even twelve yeah. or thirteen thousand dollars—that's like a cheap repair on a car. So they're just like, dude, total that thing out. It sucks. It so sucks because um, it takes a, a nice bike that could be pretty new, actually. Yeah. And makes it super easily totalable. You know. Yeah, especially since it was like damaged to the cylinder. I, I can't, when she first had the accident, I was like, oh, my first reaction was like, your bike's gonna get totaled because of the damage to the cylinder but um they're like ah we should be able to replace it but we'll see i mean we're just waiting because it's we're approaching like almost the six month mark and i'm just like damn it sucks because she works farther than i do and so like for her commuting is a necessity because 
to uh, to get to her job, like she'll have to take toll roads when she's in the truck, which is like an extra expense on top of the gas. And we have like uh, we get like 18 miles per gallon to the truck, so <laughs> right, it's costing us like an extra 500 bucks a month, which is nothing for us to sneeze at. Uh, we're not exactly the uh, the rich Californians. Right. That's a you know yeah that's oh, I, I think Twigs and I have touched on that. I don't know if we put that fine of a tune on it though. It's like it's expensive to live here, so that like every little thing does count. Shit, when when gas was up over five dollars a gallon, like even people mm-hmm. I know that were big pimping started you know taking the bus or or a carpooling. It's like yeah, yeah dude. Um, yeah, California is not cheap to live in. That yeah. is for sure. Um, I I love watching your Instagram stuff where you're you post. It looks like you have probably like one of those uh like a gopro on loop mode or something like that and and you're always like taking funky shots of like all the crappy traffic that you have to write in and we you know as people that lane share we kind of know we kind of put up with it we know not everyone's going to be perfect or looking for us but you do commuting that many miles a day you do have your fair share of people that uh kind of pull a a rookie move (laughs) on you Oh man, yeah. I I have to take to get home just to get home from my job in downtown LA. I have to take four different freeways, and let's just say there's crappy drivers on every single one of those freeways. It's oh, yeah. it's like uh, every night when I get home, I'm just like, okay, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Because it's I've had some really really intense close calls, more more frequent than I would like to admit to. Yeah. And I I mean I'm not a squid when I get on there. Like I, I wear a high vis vest. My bike is bright yellow. I just bought some like bright ass yellow saddlebags. I have three horns wired up to my bike. Like I try to make myself as visible as possible. But the thing is, is like nowadays everyone is on their phone. It's just, especially during the rain, when I was riding home in the rain, it was intense enough just dealing with the rain, but then looking over and seeing people literally looking down at their phone while they're on the freeway. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I, I was next to somebody tonight on the freeway that was not moving when this traffic started moving. And I look over and I swear to God, it looked like their middle display was like a friggin' iPad. And then I was like, <laughs> that car is a, is a Honda Element and they mm-hmm. didn't have elements are old they didn't have the center display you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so he must have had an ipad or something up there and it was it looked like he was just looking straight down at like an imac or not an imac <laughs> like a like a um like a laptop you know what i'm saying like a macbook yeah. i was like damn that's a huge screen and it's lighting up the whole inside of your car like i know you're distracted bro and you're not even yep. driving right now you're just sitting there staring at the light and no the ones that are worse are the, that are the worst are the taxi drivers and the uber drivers because i don't know how many times i see them with um move they're just watching movies you're kidding just, me. no i've seen people they have like their phone hooked up and they're just like i seen somebody when there was like the the boxing fight was going on they were just like watching boxing as they're on the freeway i was just like god damn they're like <laughs> i got a bet riding on this i gotta see who comes out uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So. and and compound that with the rain that we've been having and the fact that you've been riding in the rain and that uh, video that you had up of your um, garage or whatever it was where it was just like buckets coming down and you're mm-hmm. riding you're riding in that stuff 100 and something miles every day you know 100 and some yep. miles dude you are like uh, a warrior out there. Uh, no, no. I, I'm just trying to do what I can to get to survive, you know. Like it's just it's I 
once I got good ring gear, it was fine. The main issue for anyone who's like kind of apprehensive about riding in the rain is like get your bike set up properly, get the right tires and get the right rain gear. Once you're set up with that, then it's just a matter of riding safely. Yeah. And I mean, I've had <clears throat> when I used it was worse when I used to ride in the rain on the Harley because that thing does not have traction when it's like 100 degrees outside. <laughs> so like, I don't know how many times I fishtailed on that damn thing on a sunny day. Yeah. So riding in the rain on that was much more sketch. Yeah. But the bike that I currently have, it handles like a champ in the rain. So Rad. I feel I feel really comfortable and I don't I don't I don't really worry too much. I want to, as far as my ride. Yeah, I want to get into that bike too. I want to talk a little bit about it because it's going to come in um, in our name game, actually. And I know we, I, I kind of pre-discussed this with you a little bit ago, but uh, there was a a fun game I did that required a bike to have a name. And my, you know, I didn't even call Spamla Spamla until Wiggins came on because I just I didn't ever name my bikes. I thought it was kind of silly, but. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm like I see the the necessity of it. Do you name all or have all your bikes had names? Yeah, yeah, I, I name my bikes. I'm not good at coming up with names. So like, so many everybody else has like such cool like Spamla is an awesome name. I never come up with like really witty names. Yeah, mine are always kind of lame, but yeah, I do name my bikes. Yeah, you're like my bike's name is Gray. It's Gray. <laughs> <laughs> the flying banana is pretty rad, actually. The, yeah, I like that one. That one came to me instantly though. Once oh, I, yeah. the first like test ride that I took on it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the flying banana for sure. Dude, you also um, that bike you've, I mean, you immediately customized it, but you you ride with a lot of kit. Like your Harley had a lot of stuff. Shit was always falling off it. So I mean, you had a lot of stuff, but you were then also losing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So the bike even got lost more than I put on. Oh yeah, I think that bike evened itself out. Do you still have that kicking it around there too? Yeah. No, I'm in the garage right now, and I'm currently looking at it, and it's all it's all in pieces. Yeah. So it's sitting in, in my garage in pieces right now. Uh, I'm in the process of ta- tearing down the motors. So yeah. Let's do, uh, you know, we should, um, I should help you rebuild it so you can be a creative writing, um, hooligan racer. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for that. I'm you, down for that. You and Wiggs can team up and, and, uh, yeah, that'd be rad. Um, so you still got it, which is kind of cool. I, I like that you didn't just, uh, hawk it, you know? And then, yeah, well, I mean, I kind of figured that the silver lining is that, uh, it's just kind of like, a. a a teaching lesson for me like i'm opening it up i've never really cracked open a motor so this is real this is all new and i'm kind of just learning about how to do it properly without like fucking it up yeah can, can i cut i don't know if i can cuss on here yeah for yeah. sure um i i encourage it <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> mandatory awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no you know but, what i've cracked a few motors and the cracking them open is not hard it's putting them back, putting them back yeah, the right way that's yeah hard. i know <laughs> I was actually kind of having a, an anxiety attack last night because I was like, okay, this is great. Like, take, I've been taking, like, I took off the rocker tops and uh, we opened up the cam, uh, the cam size, looking at the cams. And I was like, okay, I hope I labeled everything that I took off because I know there's a pile of bolts that I'm looking at. And I'm like, I don't remember where those go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I so. meticulously tear stuff down and label. And I keep, this, this may sound kind of funny, but, you know, my grandpa in his shop, I would always see, 
um, coffee cans everywhere. And I think my dad kind of does it too. Coffee cans everywhere and they're just full of junk. And I was like, but it did inspire me. And I still, I still save little cans. Hell, I'll even save like, um, bean cans. Like in SoCal, we eat a lot of burritos, right? So refried bean yep. cans are good for little tiny nuts and bolts of stuff. And then I just slap like a piece of tape with, like immediately I'll label it. Cause I've done that before. I've learned, I learned my lesson rebuilding cars a long time ago. And all of a sudden you have like, Oh, I'll just bolt it back up. And then you have like three bolts that are like, uh, three inches long, three bolts that are like two and three quarter inches. You know what I'm saying? Like you get all, yeah. and you're like, Oh crap. I thought these are all the same. And now you kind of don't know where they go, but labeling yeah. stuff right away. And also when you tear stuff down, um, I've done it now a couple times where I've waited months and months and due to my labeling, I was able to come back and put it back together the right way because yeah. I labeled it. And I learned my lesson the hard way I was doing that where I took something apart and then, um, didn't remember, you know, I, like I pulled that, I literally pulled that bolt stunt on myself a few times and like ruined, didn't ruin engines, but had to actually like go get someone that had built them before. I was super unfamiliar with them and oh yeah, like this goes here and here and you, you dry mount this. There was no gasket here. I see you made a gasket. Uh, you, didn't lo- you didn't lose it. It just like, uh, mates without one there. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, Having a panic attack about it is fine because that just means that you care enough that, uh, you know, you're going to get it yeah. wrong that you probably yeah. won't. So, that's well, a- the thing is, too, like my dad is a mechanic and the running gag uh, at home was like when my dad would work on the house cars, like our cars at home would be like, oh, my mom would be like, oh, you still got it back together? And my dad would be like, yeah, we, I only had three bolts left over yeah. this time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Last time it was four, so I'm, I did one better somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Or, and then my dad, I we had an issue with the truck. I went to drop off my girlfriend at the airport and the truck just died. And I was like, what the hell? My dad just fixed it. And he came over and he's like, oh, I forgot to plug in the alternator. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> It's always the dumb stuff like that that gets you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I had that happen with the Harley when um, I got T-boned and I fixed it myself. And um, I got every, I buttoned it all up and the, I went to turn it over and the fuel pump would prime, but then it would keep priming and wouldn't stop. And so I'm just like, what the hell is that noise yeah. like in the tank? And so I tore it apart. I kept trying to figure it out. And I had plugged the fuel pump into the wrong connector. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it took me about a week to figure out oh, yeah. what was wrong That's... with it. Because I, I could not. I was like, for the life of me, I was like, what did I do wrong? Yep. Electrical stuff is like the worst because there's so many possibilities. Since everything runs through. I mean, it's funny to hear people that are electricians or the, or there are really old salty dogs that are doing this stuff. Because they're like, oh, no. like you, There's like three places you check, you know? And then you trace it back from there. And they make it sound so easy. But for me, it's like looking into like a spaghetti bowl and trying to see mm-hmm. what noodle goes to the end here in the beginning. That You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, it's not that easy for me and, and chasing down <laughs> gremlins when it could be one of a hundred thousand different things is like, oh, it's terrifying. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm glad you have that bike and I'm glad the flying banana, when you first got it, man, you threw a ton of bags back on it. I, that's why I was bringing up your Harley. Cause you, you had lots of gear on that, lots of luggage and, uh, the, first picture I saw, I was like, oh, dang, you already got some, like, saddlebags, and it looks like you already kind of made, like, a little wind fairing. Like, that bike yep. is all business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is my <clears throat> daily form of transportation and I just had to make it as like functional as, <clears throat> as possible. It looks like, and the, the, is it wearing a tie right now? <laughs> is that what that like little? Yeah, it kind of looks like a tie. I had like a, I have the, it's like the caution tape that I put on top of the uh, extended fairing that I put on there. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, my fairing is made out of, get this, an old lampshade. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> so talk about, yeah, I know, right? Talk about being a biker on a budget. Because I was like looking at, I was shopping around for <clears throat> extended um, fairings. And they're like, the nice ones were like 200, 300 bucks. Because you got to get the fairing plus you have to get the mounting hardware. And I was like, fuck, I don't have that money. What can I do? <clears throat> And at my job, we get a lot of recycled materials. So I was just basically hunting around. I was like, what can I put on here that's going to help with the wind? And so I saw the lampshades and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, dude. So I just kind of shaped it a little bit and threw on some Velcro and it's been been working (laughs) really great. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm down. I'm so down with recycled stuff. And if it... If I had a newer bike, I'd probably worry about it. But I'm that's I love that stuff. And I love... um, I mean, you can tell it's a dedicated commuter. It's not some, you know, this is my pretty looking track bike that I got to have all, you know, special mirror things. Actually, I, I dig the mirrors that you have on there too. Um, oh, yeah. I just upgraded the mirrors because I, I used, I had the stock mirrors. They came with the stock mirrors and they're so freaking stock bikes with stock mirrors are so massive and ugly. Yeah. I kept, whenever I was splitting, I was hitting everybody's side mirror. So I was just like, okay. Because they and were split, up so yeah. high or what? <laughs> just because they stuck out so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. They stuck out like right at the height of car mirrors. Yeah. So I was like hitting at least like five mirrors a day. Hashtag California more. problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, drivers, you do and you barely like touch a car and, you know, drivers and freak out they act like you like broke their arm. Yeah. Like oh, I've yeah. had one time where I, I barely tap somebody's mirror. And, you know, <clears throat> he had one of those mirrors that was just like, you pop, it pops out because they're, they're meant to be breakaway. And he, so I pulled over and he's like, you broke my mirror, you broke my mirror. And I literally picked it up. I popped it back in and, but he was just freaking out on me. Like I totaled his car. Yeah. And, um, he even wanted to submit an insurance claim and all this stuff. And I called the insurance company and they're like, it's going to cost less than $50 to replace that. Yeah. If you're going to pay more for the deductible yeah. than for the part. Dude, get real. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, the funny thing is too, is that, uh, on newer cars, the mirrors, a lot of them, if the right side one is the one you hit, that has a camera now that shows the lane so that when you're getting over, you, it shows you, um, if there's a car right. next to you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. also some of them, I mean, not most of them, but the really high end fancy cars, they have, um, like, uh, little gadgets in the mirrors that are, mm-hmm. that have either like a little car sensor that lights up when there's a car next to them. So the, they can be pretty expensive depending on what type of car you hit or how new it is. But dude, right. the old one, they're not even glass mirrors. They're like pl- yeah. crappy plastic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking of that. The reason I said ha- California problems, because I, I was thinking when we were at, uh, IMS, we talked to Al Jesse, this guy from, uh, a company called motor manufacturing. And he had this mm. thing called the mirror lock, which I think you would actually dig because it's just like, it bolts on where your stock mirror goes. And then it's mm. got this crazy lock system that you can't, 
like he showed us all these crazy things about all these features that he he totally makes these things uh, by hand in his warehouse in his uh, little factory there, and so. There's like some witchcraft and magic that he couldn't show us, but dude, these things are pretty rad. But they scoot your mirror out so that you're not looking at your shoulders. But for you, right. Cal- hashtag California problem. <laughs> that is that's bad news. I've had to duck a couple, um, you know, like towing mirrors that yep, trucks have. Yep. Like I, I did I've a, had to that duck. a couple times tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad when you're like, dude, yeah, I, well, I could the- make it if I didn't get my head taken off. Well, the thing is, is I was talking to my girlfriend because I had I've tried about three different types of mirrors for the Suzuki and none of them were working. And the last ones I had on were the bar end mirrors and they just were not working because it's a naked bike. So it doesn't have clip ons. It does have like the, the BMX style handlebars. So looking down, it was taking my eyes off the road for about, it was about 12 inches of travel between dr- looking directly in front of me, looking all the way to the left to my bar end. Gotcha. And yeah. so I was just like, I can't, I had, I had a couple close calls cause I went to check my mirror and then I almost like hit somebody who was riding the line. So I was like, okay, I need to get something better. But all of the nicer mirrors were expensive. Oh, yeah. They're not cheap. No. So I, I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to have to like, bite the bullet and kind of get some expensive mirrors because it's going to be, it's going to be a functional feature on the bike. So I got these, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Puig, P-U-I-G. Yeah. I think it's Puig. Yeah. <clears throat> Puig, Puig, Puig. Puig. I like the Puig. <laughs> um, but I got those and they have three points of adjustment. So like, it's like three axis. So like you can rotate it like, on the horizontal axis and the vertical axis, and then also like uh, forwards and backwards. So it really gives me a lot of like uh, options as far as adjusting it. So it, it looks over, so I can look over my shoulder and then also behind me. Rad. So yeah, these mirrors are pretty cool. Are they tall they, too? Like, so you don't have to look down? I wish they were taller. I was actually thinking of getting really funky cause I was experimenting with getting like really, really long bolts oh, and yeah. I was going to like rig up like about like a 18 inch bolt <laughs> and then like attach a, like a chopper mirror to it. So I was, I was playing with some some ratty ideas but i saw these <laughs> ones and i was like okay Dude, i think these will work yeah all function man this bike yeah is- i was trying hard because the, the the harley i ratted out and i was like when i got this bike i was like i'm not not gonna rat it out not gonna rat it out but i think it's slowly getting ratty yeah. well, <laughs> and dude- i'm like oh, I, I didn't want that to happen but I'm on a budget, so it's gonna like look kind of ratty because I'm just trying to find like affordable, affordable modifications. You know. You know who else does ratty stuff is inventors and people that truly commute and don't. You know, it's function over over uh, beauty. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like the I same see thing it. on the on the front end. I have the same uh, lampshade that I have for my extended fairing. I had to make a fender extender for the front fender because the way with the Suzuki SV650s, they have an issue with the water getting into the spark plug boot on the front cylinder. And so when that rain first started, oh, I had that problem. And I was kind of like, I rode in the rain a, a couple times um, after I got the bike back in, I think it rained a couple times in December, I believe. Yeah. And the bike was fine. Like I didn't have any issues, but then it, that's when, then when we started getting the heavy, heavy rains, I rode the, <clears throat> I rode to work and as I was riding, 
the bike kind of started surging and I was like, Oh crap, what's going yeah, on? And I could the, like, yeah, the, the speedometer was flickering. And then I, I pulled up to the light and then my bike stalled and I was like, crap. So I had to like really get heavy on the throttle. And I was like, okay, this is like the symptom of water flooding my spark plug. Boot. Yeah. So Did- I got to work and sure enough, there was about an inch of water in, in the spark plug, uh, shaft oh damn so yeah so i had to i spent about three hours after work i had to call out to my other job just like getting all the water out i had to buy a new spark plug and then i put on this the fender extender that's made out of a lamp <laughs> made out of a lampshade <laughs> on the bottom end of my fender i'm digging it dude you gotta yeah. you gotta go into uh, mass production now but, but but still keep it a lampshade. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not pretty. It's held on by zip ties, but it works and it does the job. So yeah. that that's my thing. I was like, as long as I can, like, I, I this is my form of transportation. It's not a luxury item, and that's why actually my girlfriend and I always talk about like how motorcycles are perceived. Is we really want people to know that it's not just a luxury item. Like people like us, it is a necessary item for us to get from point A to point B in our lives to get to our jobs, so on and so forth. Yeah. And like in other places, like in, in Asia and stuff that there's more of that understanding in mainstream society because way more people are on two wheels. Oh yeah. You know, and, and it's more acceptable. Yeah. But I think definitely here, at least my interactions with people, it's seen as, a luxury item because I'll, I'll meet people who are like oh yeah i have a bike i'll take it out like a couple times yeah. a month and i'm just like that's nice oh, that's nice <laughs> i took mine out twice just today and, uh, uh, yeah. th- and that's not it um yeah you know field producer bry viffer uh he travels overseas a lot and he'll send me you know people in other countries they can't even afford two i mean you got like the whole family on mm-hmm. one it's like it's like the family car um speaking of field producer bry viffer it's funny that he goes by bry viffer and part of the reason he goes by bry viffer is because he played the name game back from episode 48 you want to jump into this name game thing real quick yeah let's do it and then let's i, I want to get back to you and talk to you about some of your uh, your gear that you have for cold weather riding because i want to encourage people not that people need to be encouraged to ride more because, dude, we have it so good here. <laughs> but yeah. It's not like the people in, where it's like too cold to go skiing right now are going to like actually get on their motorcycles. But I just want to hear for other SoCal baby whiners that mm-hmm. uh, want to hear what somebody that has to drive every day. But let's get into this name game. So back in episode 48, I'd been thinking of some funny things. Part of it was because I was thinking about everybody names their bike usually right like i don't i didn't but i thought most people do but what do we call ourselves how do we get our own road names so i started up this thing (laughs) called the name game and this was like it's because i was sick of people uh i forget the guy's name i don't want to throw shade on like anybody anybody from dais or anything like that but i went to a couple like press release things and i the names that some of the people in the motorcycle industry have are pretty dang hipster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just even the name, like, hi, I'm Thurgood Wingfair and I'm here on my blah, blah, and my Ducati, uh, not, not even my scrambler. It's my Paul yeah, Smart my, edition. My name is Antler Sunshine. There you go. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not just California. It's like all over. So it's not a hippie thing. It's just a hipster thing. So I thought, mm-hmm. dude, for us bikers, we got to, you know, if you weren't lucky enough to be like, you know, tour barn swallow, then, um, 
we, you need to get a good biker name. So I'm going to ask you. Let's. Pl- I want to play this little game with you. Here's the rules. Um, wait, let me see. What did I write back here? Oh, th- I'm looking at the show notes from episode 48, and it says if you weren't lucky enough to be named Eustatius Brenneforth, then the hipster <laughs> name game is for you. And here's the rules. You take your your first name and throw that disgusting piece of shit in the trash. Unless unless you were named by one of the aforementioned social groups like hipsters, hippies, or whatever, then uh, your name is probably something like Michael Hansen or uh, Erica (laughs) Price, right? And that's not hipster enough. So just throw your first name away. Uh, I got to say, Jay's pretty good, though, but but we're going to go with your middle name. Okay. So now this is not your stock middle name though, because you can't just go by your middle name. Um, stock stock is for squares, so no stock middle names. If your if your middle name is one syllable like Lee or K or whatever uh, Gene, then mm-hmm. you, you're gonna drop the very last letter of it. So if your middle name was Lee, then you'd be Lay. Or if it was K, you'd be Ka. Okay. Okay, got it. If your middle name is two syllables. Then you drop the last two letters. So if it was Tara, you're going to go by Ter. And if it's Jared you're, or Gerald, I'm sorry, you're going to go by Jera. Okay? okay. And if your name is three syllables or more, you're going to drop the first syllable entirely. So Christopher would just be Topher. You know, you know who Topher Grace is. I always thought, like, man, Topher, what a weird name. And then I realized it's just Christopher. It's like <laughs> instead of going by Chris, he goes by Topher, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So instead of junk, I'm going to go by Key. <laughs> Junkie. <laughs> but so Kimberly would just be Burley. So I got to ask you, Jay. Okay. Your middle name is it one, two, or three syllables? It's two syllables. Two syllables. All right. So you're gonna drop the last two letters of your uh, of your middle name. What's your middle name? Do you want to hear the full name? Yeah. It's it's Marie. Okay. So you're just that's two syllables, right? Yeah. Marie. Marie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're just we're gonna drop the I E off the end. Okay. So okay. you're just Mar now. <laughs> Mar, got it. And then your bike is the banana. Yeah. <laughs> so your yeah, your new last name is your bike's name. So you're Mar Banana. I'm Mar Banana. <laughs> All right, Mar Banana. Yeah, I love it. That's a good. That's a good one. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. That's not bad. Yeah, Mar Banana is great. Mar Banana. Good, yeah. So that's how Bry Viffer got his name. Um, and uh, what was... Uh, we had somebody named Elu Zuma. And I think his name was Elwin. His middle name was Elwin. So yeah, Elu, Elu Zuma and some other... There were some good ones. There were some really good ones. Um, but yeah, legendary film producer Bry Viffer is uh that's how he got his name and so now we have mar banana added here mar banana yeah i love it you know what's funny you're gonna laugh at this there is actually a pretty good podcast network uh run by women that i love a lot of their podcasts called more banana you might want to check them out (laughs) so nice yeah so dude uh if you want to play the hipster name game here's here's how it goes you take your first name and just throw it away all right and then if you, uh, and I'll put this in the show notes again, or, or you can go back and listen to episode 48 if you want to, if you want to torture yourself. But um, <laughs> you use your middle name and not your stock middle name. If you have one uh, syllable, you just drop the last letter. If you have two syllables, you drop the last two letters. And if you have three or more syllables, you get rid of the first syllable. That's your that's your new first name. And then your last name is your bike's name. So What, you're, you're what gonna- about... What about if someone has a hyphenated middle name, like Dang. Mary Jane or something? Yeah, <laughs> Mary Jane. Well, I guess that would be 
three or more syllables, so they would just be rejane after that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got rejane. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Mary Jane. Yeah, I guess it would just be rejane. Hi, my name is Rejane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. Mar banana or Mar flying banana? Mar flying banana like- actually sounds more Native American. You know, like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I like Mar banana. Yeah, Mar banana. I like Mar banana, please. So Mar banana. Yep, that's Mar banana. Um, before we get on, and I ask you some either more stupid questions, do you have uh, um, any tips for people that are riding in inclement weather? And let's talk about rain first, because you've definitely got experience in that. And then let's move on to snow and sleet. And I don't know. Let's well, move on actually, to stuff we don't know about. I, I, I want to start with wind. Okay. Because wind is something that uh, even in cold weather can affect you. And I learned this one right away uh, because my bike is a naked bike. And I took a trip, uh, rode two up with my girlfriend up to, we were riding up to Monterey. And I didn't have... I didn't have the, the, the fairing extension. It was just basically the bike was pretty just like how I bought it. And um, the fr- we were riding past uh, Lancaster because it took us inland instead of riding the coast up uh, to go up north. And I was like, oh, you know, we're going inland, so it should be warmer. But actually, <laughs> I was dead ass wrong. Yeah. It was it dipped down to 20 degrees yeah. passing through Lancaster. Right now and there's uh, snow and ice right up there. It's yeah, like right after yeah. the grapevine. Yeah, it's yep. so cold up there. Yeah, so we were on the five, and we were uh, uh, headed towards the next gas stop, and my fingers... I had just my leather um, regular riding gloves. They're more more oriented towards summer. And the wind was just literally just biting through my gloves and shooting up my arms. Oh, man. And so I, um, <clears throat> we had like 15 minutes to the next stop. And I was like, I was kind of doing that debate in my mind where I was like, okay, I'll stop. I'll warm my hands up and then we'll keep going. But the wind, it was getting late. It was like 1130 at night. It was getting later and it was getting colder. And so we stopped at the gas station. I pulled my gloves off, which I could barely do because I could not move my fingers. Mm-hmm, been and they, my hands were purple. And so I ran into the gas station just holding my hands like claws and like I could not close my fist. And it took me about 20 minutes just to like regain feeling. So I learned real quick that having gear when it's windy and cold, uh, the proper gear is necessary. So the first thing I got on my bike was I got the um, the hand guards yeah. because I needed something to block the wind. And that, that has made a huge difference. And it actually helps in the rain as well. Good. I, I noticed that when I saw the mirrors too and the, uh, yeah. the extended fairing. Like your bike's pretty legit. That's why I wanted to ask you about all this stuff. I knew you geared up for it. Yeah. I have yeah, to so say the- a, uh, two years ago on the um, – there's a new year's ride that we did every year that I usually do every year. And like two or three years ago, I had that same thing where my hands, it was only 32 at the top. And it was there snow on the road up there. Right. Yeah. And the wind, I mean, it wasn't like freezing out if you were standing around talking to your buddies, but dude, add 50 or 60 miles an hour onto that. And all of a sudden you're not at freezing anymore. You're below freezing, right? You're the wind chill factor. And I had to slide my hands sideways off the grips because they hurt and they hurt. Like they physically Mm, hurt. Yes. yes. And uh, last year I did it with Wiggins and it was like 60. But this year I brought a pair of um, like fleece lined. They're like snow. Well, they're like motorcycle gloves, but they're like winter gloves. And I I did, I stopped and put those on because it started to do the same thing. 
um, as a couple of years ago. And I didn't want to be in that situation like you were because you can't, it gets to the point where squeezing the clutch becomes hard. Like you can't yeah. like, operate your bike safely anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is cause I was doing that debate in my mind. Cause I know if I would have been riding by myself, I would have been stubborn and I would have just sucked it up and kept riding. But because my girlfriend was on the bike with me, I felt really like a sense of like, uh, you know, I had to be more careful because yeah. I, if I go down, she goes down. Yeah. So you had to be, you had to be actually responsible. Yeah, the yeah. funny, funny yeah. thing is that she had at least had wind protection, right? <laughs> Cause she's oh, yeah. behind you. No, so she, she was just like, her, see, she's got, she's better than me. Cause she, she works in down by San Juan Capistrano. So she, and she leaves early in the morning. So when she first started commuting on the bike, she had to get good gear. Cause it was just really, it was like 30 degrees yeah. for her. So she has gauntlet gloves. And so she was telling me on the ride before we left, she's like, you want to put these on? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to need them. I'll be fine. Yeah. And yeah, I was regretting that later because yeah. I definitely needed them. Yeah. Those ones I have are gauntlets and they, it keeps the wind from going up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gauntlets for the wind are definitely a must. I'm actually um, looking for some good gauntlets right now because the ones I have are kind of crappy. So... Yeah, yeah gauntlets are good. I have a, I have liners too. That was something that I got. Um, I have glove liners for when it gets cold, and those really, really help a lot as well. One of the things too, I hear so many people talk about, and it's starting to actually come stock on a lot of bikes, even here in California, is heated grips. Yeah, that's what Liza was telling me when we went up to visit her. Because I was like, I was like, should I get, uh, <clears throat> should I get hand guards or uh, heated gloves? or heated grips and she definitely recommended the heated grips so that's something i'm i'm thinking about getting possibly yeah and definitely if we're gonna do ashley and i want to do a trip cross country if i if we do the trip cross country i'll get throw some heated grips on the bike for sure yeah that'll be the whole next level of like gearing up for all situations yeah yeah yeah. So after the wind, like, cause I didn't think of the wind. I was thinking about how rainy it's been, but dude, the wind comes in no matter what time of year it is. Sometimes it gets yep. pretty, it'll get cool really quick and yeah, it's cold. You can't, you can't squeeze the clutch and brake or even roll on the throttle as effectively if it gets too cold. Yep. 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 So that's good one. I didn't Yeah. The hand the guards helped a lot. Yeah. Those definitely help a lot. Cause even some, there's been days where I forgot to bring my, my glove liners and just having the hand guards on there definitely block like about 60 to 70% of the wind. Rad. It's just, so, the, yeah. yeah, just like the little ambient air around it. Then you got to, yep. yeah, that's good. Like little fairings for your hands. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I got some really uh, cool – I got some, like, uh, extenders. So when it rains really, really hard and it's really windy, um, they're by moose. And you just, like, zip tie them over your regular hand guards, and it almost forms, like, a little cave yeah. <laughs> for your hands. Dude. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like – I kind of want it to get – really cold just so i can test it out yeah because now that i have better gear i'm just like okay i'm ready for this cold weather because i really want to test it out and see see yeah. how how it holds up yeah what about um moving on to the wetness like what did you do for that um so i mean i've been riding for several years and i've ridden in i earned my stripes because when i first started as a noob i uh, would put on uh, uh, garbage bags, <laughs> garbage yep. bags on Rad. everything, garbage <laughs> bags over the head, garbage bags over the legs, garbage bags over my shoes. So yeah, that was really funny. Cause like when I show up to work, I'm just like, look like a hobo. Yeah. They're like, what <laughs> just the wearing heck, black dude? garbage bags everywhere. <laughs> Did you just crawl out of a dumpster or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have upgraded, um, the first stop, uh, that I, the first, uh, 
piece of clothing that I upgraded to was waterproof pants. And um, I tried the motorcycle ones, but they, um, when I was riding the Harley, they're so baggy and I'm short. I'm uh, uh, vertically challenged. Still, so t- still they, taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> so they would just like crumple up against like down by my ankle. And so when I would come to a stop, I was like smelling rubber burning because they were burning on my pipes. Oh, damn. So I was like, okay, these aren't going to work. Yeah. So I we went to REI and I got some, oh, these are amazing. They're zip up um, waterproof pants and they're kind of slim. So, and you zip up both the legs so I can get my boots on and have all my gear on and I just zip them on. Oh, that's rad. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So I just literally step my, put, put my feet in the waist and then I pull it up to my waist and then I zip down both sides and then it snaps at the bottom and there's no, they're for my size too. So there's no like overhang and I'm not burning anything and they're legit waterproof. Like I've ridden like several hours in the rain and they have kept me dry. And I'm assuming they're like for hiking or something where you're going to be in water, you know, they're basically, yeah, they're for like people who go out to like Patagonia and and yeah. stuff like that you know so like hardcore hikers and climbers and stuff so that's why that's why i was like okay i need to find a place where i can get waterproof stuff and rei was like the first thing that popped into my mind yeah that's so I, and, I, and on top of that compared to all of the motorcycle ones that i've seen these ones pack up about the size when you roll it up like a bundle of socks like oh, they wow. pack up really really small and they're really really lightweight so but when you're traveling they're not gonna. They're not gonna be all like baggy and like taking up a bunch of space in your bags when you when you don't need them. Are they? Are they not nylon? Um, I don't know what what material exactly. Yeah. But it sounds like they're, they're super lightweight. lightweight. Like if you fall in them, they're not gonna offer protection. So you wear you definitely wear them over your gear. I'm yeah. Guessing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not for protection. They're just for like keeping Dude. you from getting. I wet. mean, that's yeah. like better than riding around in soggy <laughs> pants. I've heard of some people actually having like waterproof jeans, but then when they start riding, where they're sewn together, it will leak a little bit. Like they never do yeah. the seams correctly, so like your it ends with like your butt crack and like your legs, mm-hmm. um, where your legs join your torso, kind of like your crotch area, I guess. Always yep. like the water goes there and then runs into your butt crack, and mm-hmm. it's like the least. That's like where you're trying not. Not to get wet exactly and that's the, where it's like so uncomfortable yeah just sitting on water and if you're on a long old trip i've heard of people for um that were like going cross country and it rained like the first half hour they got on the road and they're like great because now i i know i have like hundreds of miles in front of me and these are my pants like i don't have right. don't have extra riding pants and these are supposed to be waterproof but the seams they don't get yeah. No, no that's um, the, the great thing about the, the ones that I have, like the seams have like a, the zippers have a flap. Yeah. And so I've never had an issue with the water uh, seeping like, in yeah. at all. Yeah. And in this torrential, I mean, we have some legit torrential downpours lately. So that's a good, do you know what brand they are or what? Um, um, I think, I think, I believe they are the Patagonia brand. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So the I have a Patagonia pants and then I also got a Patagonia over um jacket and that too it rolls up it's super lightweight rolls up like the size of a bundle of socks and um it's waterproof so I just throw that on over my jacket and it's like a bright bright color so it also adds a protection of like being high vis yeah. in the rain. 
which Rad. you need to be as visible as possible during during these downpours. Yeah, when you're out there hiking and you get lost, you want to be seen too. So that's probably yeah. why they do that. That's a good. That's cool that the stuff crosses over. And I like that you're saying that it folds down or you know packs down to the size of a bundle of socks because I think everybody, even if you don't ride, knows what a bundle of socks packs down to. Where yeah. if you were like, oh, I got basically you're describing like a poor man's arrow stitch. And if I, yeah. if you were like, yeah, this this arrow stitch folds down to like such and such size, I'd be like, I don't know what to equate that to. Was it fit yeah. in one? If, takes a whole pannier up probably you know when you roll it up so a bundle of socks is a good good size so that's pretty yeah. pretty nifty that'd be something cool to carry around um but that's actually what i do what i yeah. do is like today i was looking at the weather and like last night it said 30 percent chance of rain and so i was like okay it may or may not rain so i just what i do is i have like this clear zip bag and i just roll up all of the waterproof gear that i have i put it in there and then I put it in my side bag just in case if it does start raining while I'm out, I have it. Um, that's why the, the, my parameter for getting waterproof gear was it had to pack down small because I, I you know, you're on a motorcycle, <laughs> so you don't have, you know, space is a luxury. So. Yeah, dude, that's, I, I don't know for, cause I don't do many, I mean, I don't really go on long trips and stuff. And I, when I do, I, I don't have gear like that. I need to get some gear because, um, like, well, you need it because you're commuting every day, regardless rain or shine. But like, I think that's something so handy to have. I, I, I didn't ride one time because it was raining, you know what I'm saying? And I was, Mm -hmm. I felt so chumpy because if I had my, (laughs) if I had some stuff like that, I would, I would have made it. What I'm always um, wondering about, because my visors fog up. I have like a hot head. It's like all of my body heat goes out of my head for some reason. (laughs) And Wiggins can tell you last uh, couple Novembers ago when we were, we were racing at um, Barona, I, I looked over at him. I couldn't see anything. My visor fogged up so bad. It's just when I get like in the zone, I just, my body temperature rises by about 60,000 degrees. (laughs) And so with this cold weather and, and water and cars next to you splashing their overspray onto your visor, how did, how has that been in the rain? Like what's your Um, tips for visor? So for me, before I would, the, the helmets I usually wear is I would I I really like the icon helmets. So I always had icons, but and I also wear glasses. So my issue when I first started riding in the rain and those is like I would have the same thing where the visor would uh, steam up and my glasses would steam up and then it would be just like the whole new set of problems. But then my girlfriend, she got a, a shoey or showy, however you say that uh-huh. helmet. And she's like, you got to get this because it has the pin lock. And oh, so the yeah. pin lock works amazing. So uh, I never had an issue with fog on those visors. I did recently, though, because I think they don't age well because now mine is starting to fog up and it has like kind of like a silicone bead that it's like an it's like a visor inside of a visor. Yeah, right. So the right. internal visor, it goes flush against the inside of your visor. But I noticed that it's not no longer really flush. It's kind of like okay. uh, slipping off. Yeah. So I, I have to get a replacement because it's starting. The fog is starting. The like condensation and stuff is starting to collect on the inside. Yeah. But the- that works really well. And then um, I had a lot of people are like, "Oh, put on Rain-X and yeah. fog blaster or whatever." None of that stuff has ever worked for me. Yeah. So the pin lock was the only one that really prevented any of the the fogging up. Yeah, I think. On- the, the inside. Not only is Pinlock a really smart um, 
invention? I mean, I think that it's pretty rad because you can get them for like almost all visors, right? I mean, it, that does, it's not specific. Uh, I, I don't know. I think as far as I know, it was like proprietary to their brand, but okay. I might be wrong. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it on anywhere else. I think it is like a patented maybe thing okay for the shoey yeah maybe because i haven't seen it on the on other brands um yeah <laughs> unless thought, like if you can i thought I don't a rise know, had it too but maybe they might it yeah. depends on how your visor attaches to your helmet like if you have the same attachment system yeah. then uh, it should be fine you just swap the visor though yeah the Rainex stuff i you know when you get a new helmet it says right on it it's not plastic and it's not glass so it's like people are putting all this chemicals on there and especially if it has like a photochromic um mm-hmm. finish or something you can really screw it up and you can make it spot and you can make it like crack and all sorts of stuff by putting chemicals on it anyway i think that's what happened to mine because i did put some on mine and then like a few weeks later it started acting weird so i think that might have yeah like messed up the finish on my visor yeah it's because they're you're only supposed to use water on them basically you know and and or i mean there's companies i guess that probably make something specific but like windex is like a big no-no and because they're mm-hmm. polycarbonate you know what i mean they're not glass right. and they're not um plexiglass or anything like that it's like a special type of plastic and yeah you could uh, kind of jack them up but i also love the gloves that have like the little squeegee on them i was just gonna say that i was just gonna say that those ones are great yeah Yeah. or like in europe they might even make helmets that has like windshield wipers on them you know like that's something (laughs) i wouldn't put it past a bmw that have like that in their owner's catalog or something and then uh as far as just like shoes you know because that's the last thing i'm thinking of is that when you're keeping so dry up top and you got your Mm -hmm. jacket and your pants all the rain runs down the last place it touches is your shoes do your and you don't want to slosh around like right well that that's where i i upgraded because before it was i was doing the plastic bag thing um but now i have uh i wear boots like i I have I haven't found any good like legit motorcycle boots, so I just wear Doc Martens, uh-huh. um, and they they work for me. But um, I have boot covers, so I have waterproof boot covers. So I put on my rain pants, and then um, before I zip them down, I put these boot covers on. They go up <clears throat> about six, maybe more than that, eight inches past your ankle, and you just zip it up, and then you snap it, and then I zip down my pants. So that no water can get in in any way. I got so, you. Yeah, so the boot covers are great. And when it was really like torrential rain last week, I was hitting puddles that were legit, no lie, like six to eight inches deep. Oh, yeah. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, had my boot covers on and my feet stayed dry. So those hel- those were like they paid for themselves the first time I rode in the rain. Because that was one of the issues is I, I before I had them, I just kind of suffered through it. And I would just always get everywhere with like soaking wet socks. Yeah. Oh, I took, I have, um, two pairs of shoes. I have one like, um, TCX, just like shoes, but they're waterproof and they've got like this special little like lip inside that supposedly water can't go through. And then I got these like fly racing boots. Uh, they really suck by the way. I, I I should do a review on those, but they, um, they're waterproof and they have this whole like lip system inside that 
with like a um, plastic sort of curtain. And so if mm-hmm. water does, because they're, they're motocross boots, so if water does splash up there, it supposedly just runs back out. And I got to tell you, I'm sure that if I got into some of the puddles that like were out there today, I'd still have soppy socks. Mm. And, and uh, I took Spamla out just to just to cruise around, like just down the block. I was like, I'm just going to ride down the street because it's fun. Uh, you know, I want to see if it's <laughs> how fun it is. And the water was like up past my the bottom of the motor like coming up to my feet oh, and like my feet were in the water like when i went oh, through damn. you know intersections how they kind of have a dip you know on each yep, side of yeah. them yeah like it was like over my feet and i was like dude and yeah. um so yeah like luckily it was so fast that it kind of splashed it out of the way that my feet didn't go in the water right um but i so i didn't want to test it out but dude i was running across the street and the it looked looked like a regular street i didn't realize it was puddle like that's it, mm. it was so because of the rain coming down it was so shiny it just looked like the street <laughs> right I, I ended up running through this like eight inch deep puddle and i was like dude this is deep like <laughs> the friggin um sidewalks were covered you know what i'm saying so i was oh, like wow, damn yeah. yeah so it was it was bad news and i and i guess i kind of found out the hard way that they're not like 100 percent waterproof i yeah. guess that when it comes over the top of them there's nothing they can do it at that point yeah but, but um yeah that's the one thing uh i didn't think about boot coverage do you know are what brand are they or where did you oh, get them no. i got them from like a it is a motorcycle gear um company i can't remember the name off the top of my head uh I, I, yeah i can't remember the name but they it came with like because I had originally bought like a, a whole rain outfit, it came with those pants that I was telling you about that didn't oh, yeah. work very well. Oh, but yeah. the boot covers worked great, so I just like kept the boot covers and I just uh, used those. But yeah, they're great because they they the zip is on the side and it has a flap and it covers it and um, covers the zipper, so I haven't had any issues. Like I was even I, <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I'm like I'm such a dork because when I get to work. It takes me like 20 minutes. If anyone does want to ride in the rain, just the only advice I'm going to give yourself is give yourself an extra 20 minutes for getting anywhere because just to get suited up and then to take D layer, it takes me about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Just because I'm putting so much freaking crap on. But what I do is I'll, I'll just get to work. I'll take my waterproof pants off, but I, I just keep the boot covers on. So I kind of look like my little pony or something. Right. Because they like cover your whole, like a little yeah, hoof. Yeah. And I look like a little pony walking around with these things that like go up halfway up my shin. Um, but I don't care. I'm just like, it's, I don't want to, I'm just lazy. I'm just, I'm going to keep them on because I mean, I don't care. Yeah. But, uh, Hey, yeah, they work great. How do you? I I wear glasses too, but I never wear them when I ride, and um, it's because like my none of them fit in my helmet. You know, like I like my helmets to fit tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't like them to wobble around, and uh, it's bad form if you crash. You know, I had a buddy that got rear-ended, and his helmet f- flew off and took half of his nose with it because because it, it was loose on his head. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so mine are tight, and my glasses barely you know, they hurt to wear. So it's like, I never wear them, but I, I've done it a couple times out of necessity. What, 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 what brand uh, helmet do you have? Um, well, I have a, I had a showy and, um, I had a, or I still have a sparks, which mm-hmm. is just, I think they went to necks or something like that. They're kind of still around, not around. Um, and then that, 
Wiggins gave me that icon and they're all, you know, head huggers, which I love yeah. but at the same time. I used to have a, um, I, I also have some big, uh, helmet from when I used to autocross and road race, but that is different because you don't have wind blowing your helmet around exactly. on the inside of the car. So right. it kind of had some space to wiggle, um, a little well, bit. Well, the icons that I had, they always had like a little gap for mm-hmm. the glasses. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I never had an issue. The the showies actually don't fit very great with my glasses, but I kind of like just jam them in there. Yeah. But but the icons they had they had a nice little like s- slot basically on the inner padding, and it was great because I could just put my glasses on and I never had an issue. Yeah, you know I know I've heard that some brands do that. They separate it right there just for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to look in this icon that he gave me and see if it has that. Um, you know, the other funny thing is that like when you're I don't know if you're if you're as old as you say, you might have had films in school. Nowadays kids just have like DVDs or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. you know you know the, the old days where films like if you didn't have it right, it would it would jump a little bit mm-hmm. and and be out of focus until you like got the thing to quit skipping or whatever the hell it was doing. And I feel like right. when I ride with glass that's what happens when I start hitting bumps all of a sudden my vision because I was super bad at astigmatism so if I'm not looking through mm. like a certain part of my glasses everything's right. blurry so it's yeah. just like blurry 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 you know like like when I'm going over bumps it's just like wiggling my glasses yeah, yeah. as the helmet's vibrating and it's like it's worse I can't see you know I might as well be riding mm-hmm. without them but without them I can't see six feet in front of me you know like you just gotta get like prescription goggles yeah just, there like, you go I was thinking about how crazy it would be to do like a prescription visor market, like if that's something people would get into. But speaking to, you know, the pin lock thing and like all the stuff you'd have to be able to be flexible with adding to it. And then if people crash, there's like out, you know, helmets are already expensive enough. Dude, do not go blind to anybody out there. I just spent like 800 bucks on glasses and contacts and I was like, oh my God, like am I really, is my vision that bad? I know it's that bad, but yeah, but it's not cheap to be blind. Like the blinder you are, the more expensive yep. it is. Yeah, I know. I dropped like <laughs> half a grand because I just had to upgrade my glasses because mine broke. And yeah, because I, I had to get, I have an astigmatism, so you have to get a special lens for that. Yep. And then um, I had to get like the scratch coating and that was like an extra fee on top of that. Yep. And I had to get lightweight lenses. They, they nickel and dime you. Oh, dude, for sure. Stuff. They're like, oh, come in and get our lenses for $100. And exactly. Then, and, and frames for 60 And then like $700 later, you're like, yep. wait, what? And they're like, well, yep. you know, and then for me, they're like, it took 73 Coke bottles to make those lenses for you. So like they literally, literally have to special or I can never get anything same day. They always have to special order stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, don't don't go blind, anybody. It's yeah. um it's it's expensive <laughs> and, yeah. and stupid. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a couple questions here. I got this. Uh, this we're we're about an hour in. If anyone wants to take a break, go eat a Clubman pickle. Now's your time to do it. For over 125 and a half years, no pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Clobman Pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clobman Pickle in your face. Clobman's guaranteed. I'm a Clobman and I recommend Clobman Pickles for the win. You heard Mama. Put a Clobman's in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clobman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. 
got I, over the Christmas break. I got some um, stupid questions, like a, a starter, some cards. It's like playing cards, but they have questions on them. It's supposed to start okay. some conversations, right? So I'm gonna. I got them in my hand here. One for me and one for you. I'm gonna let you pick. You say right or left, and that'll be your question. Um, left. All right, left. Are you left-handed, by the way? No, I'm right-handed. Oh, okay. So the question for you is what question did you ask someone today? What question did I ask someone today? Um, I asked I asked a question at work about doing a, a video, a training video, putting together a training video for something. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know, can we say a little bit of what you do, like a brief kind of like a – Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I work. Uh, well, I mean, I I have two jobs, part time jobs, because that's how life is these days. I'm trying, it's hard to find uh, full time work sometimes, and uh, s- both of my jobs are in education, uh, supplemental education for for kids. So I work with putting together after school programs in one job, and then in my other job, I teach kids how to use woodworking tools. So I just base basically teach them the basics of doing woodworking safely yeah don't lose yeah. a finger kids <laughs> yeah that's the first thing i always say to the kids i'm always like did you walk in here with 10 fingers and 10 toes I'm like okay you're gonna walk out here with 10 fingers and 10 toes <laughs> <laughs> not on my watch <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah so yeah that's so the type of uh training video you wanted to make i'm, I'm assuming is pretty cool and got to be for kids yeah, yeah. It was yeah. going to be for, for the staff because I work with um, my other job uh, is uh, focused on putting together curriculum for technology education. And I was actually hired on to put together curriculum for a robotics club for the kids. So it was related to uh, Lego Mindstorms, which oh, is a right. Lego robotics. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I train the staff who actually teach the kids. Yeah. I used to train robots. And so uh, that was. They were better listeners than a lot of the kids. So it was easy. Um, yeah. My question is, what made you sad today? That's a <laughs> what a what sad. What made me cr- sad today? No, for uh, me, my question. Oh, but yeah, yeah, for you. <laughs> but if you want to answer it, because I, 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 you know, no, I, no, I want to know what made you sad. <laughs> I can't put a finger on it, but I did feel kind of sad today. I think what made me sad today is I feel like I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. With Wigs being out of town this week, I didn't really put that much effort into preparing stuff for this <laughs> week's show. I am uh, I'm a little late on or I was a little late on doing some stuff for our supporters on Patreon that I uh, really wanted to get done like weeks ago, um, which is another reason why I brought up to you, you're a very um, creative person and hashtag creative writing. Um, I've talked to you about helping me out, uh, in the future because I was so bad at getting prizes out. I usually, I usually buy prizes from people and have them ready to go. And I literally just sent out the stuff that people won in October because I was like, Oh "Oh, yeah, for spooky spokes. I mean, it was the end of October. So technically November, but still November, December, January, I should have had it out. You know, like (laughs) we're three, two, three and a half months was, 
what's the day? The sixth, seventh, eighth. Uh, so yeah, yeah, not quite three and a half months, but still three months after they won it. You know what I'm saying? Like. I I would have had it shipped out like the next week after we figured it out, but I handmade it. And so it took me a little bit in my spare time. And I was like, that's the last time I do that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I just been feeling, oh, and I kind of rearranged uh, the studio in here today because I was feeling kind of cramped in here. And I was like, man, yeah. I want to, and you know, like I said, I want to bring some new perspectives. So maybe uh, we may have another co-host in here at some point. And I- nice want to make sure that there's space in here and I don't know it was really uh just a bunch of things I just felt like I didn't get very much done in a timely manner I guess is is that that is kind of what made me sad now I'm sad that I uh am not in with my family they're they're all asleep anyway they go to bed so <laughs> early but uh it's been one of those weeks where I feel like we just haven't seen each other you know so it's yeah, it's hard yeah. to put a finger on but I guess maybe that is maybe that's why I'm feeling sad but um, yeah, yeah, what a stupid question making me ask about my feelings. <laughs> yeah, let's break it down. Yeah. How does that really make you feel? Yeah, who the hell? Who wants to do that? So, hey, speaking of which, speaking of being creative writers, you are quite the artist. And um, I should probably you. ask you how, you know, let's talk about your art a little bit. Um, totally unplanned and off schedule. But <laughs> um, how long have you been drawing? Uh, I've been drawing since I was like nine or ten. Yeah. Like pretty actively. I just discovered that I enjoyed it. I loved I've always loved art. I've always been kind of that artistic weirdo kid who always had to like look different and do different <laughs> things. So uh yeah, I've just always been on that. I don't have any like real formal training. I I had a brief I took like a class at a community college, but then I dropped out. So I never, never completed it. Yeah. So I'm just like self-taught and, um, yeah, I just try to do it as much as I can in, in my spare time. Yeah. Pretty much like every other great artist. Like they always start, they kind of train with somebody and they're like, dude, come on. Like this isn't, you're stifling yeah. me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've taken, like, I also took like, a. uh, uh, ceramics class that was really fun I, yeah. I didn't drop out of that one <laughs> nice. I have plenty of crappy uh, mugs to show for that <laughs> class <laughs> ceramics is like yeah it's pretty fun um yeah I I think uh I mean it sh- I think people that are artistic just like being creative period and I think the funny oddly enough the flying banana is part of I think your an extension of your creative endeavor here because <laughs> you've you've made some stuff for it and you've crafted and fabricated and I think it's just yep. uh maybe- I'm well I'm one of those people that like I, I like stock things are boring. So like every, every like place that I've lived, I always put things up on the wall. I am covered in tattoos. So I decorate my own body. Like anything I own, I always try to like make it unique in mine. And that's just, it does carry over to the bike. Cause I'm just like, what can I do to make this mine? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, there- even with the, the grips, like I was having issues with the vibration. And again, I was like, I need a low budget solution. So at my job, we had a bunch of like spare scraps of leather and I just like looped the leather around my grips and then I had a vibration protection. <laughs> yeah. And it worked, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Rad. It actually worked pretty good. So. Rad. Yeah. No, I've seen all sorts of people doing all sorts of stuff from, uh, you know, 
cutting old grips in half and putting them on their pegs. And like, I mean, mm-hmm. people, us motorcyclists are pretty crafty when it comes to uh, creating and inventing solutions. But uh, it's funny how many people I know, and the whole reason I started creative writing, I know I say it all the time, is because I know so many writers that are just also artists and creators and this and that and and everything from tattoo artists like um mark degali who was on our one of our first episodes he does like crazy tattoos he was also an interior designer and he's also just such a crazy free spirit you know what i'm saying like um Mm -hmm. and then dan from australia who's an artist and now we meet you know, you and I, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend's an artist too, because. Oh yeah. yeah. Half of my friends are like artists and tattoo art. I have a lot of tattoo artist friends and I just always surround myself with creative people. Yeah. Like it's just, that's the energy that I feed off of. That's just how I think and how I view the world is just always through a creative lens. It's, I mean, I always say this, but it's true. Like the two things that saved my life from like me being a bum on the street was like art and motorcycles. Yeah. Like those two things kept me sane, got me through some of the toughest times of my life. And those are just the two things that are going to stick with me till the day I'm in in the dirt for sure. Rad. And, uh, ironically enough, two of the things that can actually turn you into being a bum, like, Didn't yeah, Van, yeah. Van Gogh died like <laughs> penniless and like insane and like yeah, most people yeah, that are in a motorcycle motorcycles can fine, cannon. fine line. Yeah. It is a very fine line. When you get into bikes you can barely afford anything else anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh God, don't I could talk for hours about that with yeah. my Harley. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, man. Like <laughs> that is uh that was one thing. I mean that you I could just see that bike though. You did so much to that and such a little time. You know what? Your bike now, the the banana, I was looking at it and I was like afraid that the saddlebags um, were going to catch on fire But because <laughs> didn't that, doesn't that have an exhaust on both sides or is it a two-in-one? Uh, no, the, 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 the SV-1000s are the ones with the, okay. the dual exhaust. Okay. I have the 650, but I, that was a concern when I got – because I got these waterproof saddlebags this week and when I threw them on there – um, before I had like tied, strapped them all down, they were like kind of there, they were like touching the tip of the exhaust. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I pulled it back, I rigged them up and I tied them down so that they're like, what is this? Like they're about two inches off of the exhaust, but hmm. these ones have like, um, supposedly have fire and heat resistant bottoms. So I haven't had any issues yet. Right. So they, I mean, they that, seem to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on. And I don't on... have, yeah, I don't have like that system that you're supposed to have, you know, like the, the tubing or whatever. The, oh, yeah. Like the, yeah, little, I don't the have rack those. system to hold them out yeah. from the pipes. <laughs> I just have them thrown over. Yeah. So uh, we'll see this this uh, uh, cup next few months because we do want to take a motor trip. So when I really like load them down we'll see how how well they fare yeah. when they're a half an inch from the pipe <laughs> and you're driving a long distance we'll just see uh, how. Uh, um one of the guys there's a podcast i listened to called the wheel nerds and the dude had um a turbo sprint uh triumph sprint right mm-hmm. and that his uh right uh, I think is right because I think the exhaust came out on the right side. So his right saddlebag caught on fire because oh. it got so hot from that 
exhaust that it did and it's oh. and it wasn't on it i don't think it just caught yeah. fire just the radiant heat so yeah, yeah i know the fire is always one thing i've especially recently been thinking about because i bought these going back to staying warm in cold weather i um invested in these like hand warmers that uh i i just discovered that zippo makes and they have the you just put lighter fluid in them oh damn and then you light it and it has a catalytic burner and so it just st- it stays hot for like 12 hours that doesn't I'm, like, sound I safe go through, yeah well no i because <laughs> i was using like the disposable hand warmers and i was like i need something that's reusable because yeah. it's getting expensive but i have to carry like lighter fluid with me so that's my one fear is like if i god forbid knock on wood i don't want to ever go down but but if something like that was to happen, I'm always like, shit, I hope my foot doesn't yeah. catch on fire because I'm literally riding around with flammable fluids. Yeah. And and you're going to be skidding on pavement with sparks. Like, Yeah, exactly. Be perfect. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Won't, you won't catch on fire. Yeah, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I've, somebody, I swear somebody else was talking about those things and I can't believe that that's an actual thing that you like oh, they you light are your gloves amazing uh. what the, the the hand warmers yeah how do they work they, oh they're amazing they they work great uh you just fill it up with lighter you take the little burner off you pop in or you uh, load it up with the lighter fluid and then you put the burner back on top and you just light it's like a, a it's a the material is like this material that doesn't catch on fire it just like has an ember but it's, i don't know the science behind it yeah. but what it does is the cotton or whatever material that's underneath the burner because it's soaked in the lighter fluid feeds those fumes feed into the burner and then that's how it stays hot huh. and you but wear it, it like you're wearing it on your hand uh, well, no, it's like a little, it's kind of like, so imagine a Zippo lighter, but if you like blew it up like a hundred times, it's okay. like the size, maybe it's the size of like a oh, cell phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like it's a like little the size flask of like a cell or phone. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a flask. That's yeah. a great example. Yeah. yeah. It's like the size of a flask and it comes uh, okay. with like a little sleeve and then you just wear it, wear, put it in a pocket or whatever. Yeah, I get you. I thought, I was thinking like where, that they went on your actual Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, yeah, there, it's like a flask. And yeah, and you it, would hold it when your hands got cold. Exactly, I, yeah. I see, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but those are great. That's another thing that I invested in. Because like this last trip, like I was talking about earlier up to Monterey, it was like a slap in the face. Cause I was like, I'm not prepared for cold weather riding Yeah, because it was, it, it was dipping, it dipped down to 20 degrees and that was the coldest I had ever ridden in. So that was like, okay, I need to get like glove liners and, and heated stuff. So it was, it was a learning experience yeah. for sure. No, I've never, yeah, I don't think I've ridden below like 32. So, oh, I mean, and you know what else is great that I discovered is there's something called toe caps. And I guess it's a thing that, um, bicyclists use. Cause like, you know how bicyclists, like they'll just like hardcore ones, they'll do the races and riding in all sorts of cold weather. Yeah. And uh, they're wearing like that spandex shit. So they're obviously exposed <laughs> to the cold more and there's these things you put them they're like half of a sock doesn't go over your ankle it just covers your toes and it's made out of like a wind resistant material and you put it on over your sock and then inside your boots 
and it blocks all the wind and oh. all of like the cold feeling. That's incredible. Those are amazing because on the ride, what was happening is not only were my hands getting cold, but the wind was just shooting through my boots. Yeah. And my toes were frozen, and I wasn't expecting that. That was not something I even had thought of. Yeah, I wouldn't. And, I wouldn't have guessed that. You know. Yeah. So I got those, and those are fantastic. I've been wearing them all week, and they work great. That's something that I've always thought of when. You know, when we, uh, a few episodes ago, about, I think about five episodes ago, we had the Spencer Hill from the Gear Dude on. And he's been, we didn't really talk about all sorts of gear, but he's been, um, you know, he does long distance motor camping and stuff like that, like overlanding and this and that. And I was saying, it's funny to me how people can ride the Trans Pacific or Trans Continental Trail on bicycles. And people that go for like three days out on motorcycles have to have like a tent, a huge tent <laughs> and like 18 panniers plus racks full of all the stuff. And people do it on bicycles with like a backpack yeah. and little, right? And he was cracking up. He's like, yeah. And I love crossover stuff like this, like the high. Hiking pants that you got, maybe not be the best for like if you fall down, right? Wearing them without other gear on because, um, sounds like they're nylon or something, they'll probably just yeah. melt to your skin. Oh, yeah, but, totally. but you know, for wearing them over your stuff and then these toe socks, I love crossover stuff like that that you can get from like a bicycling. And yeah. the fact that a bicyclist can go f- across from border to you know, northern border to southern border with the stinking whatever they can fit on a bicycle, but motorcyclists have to have like, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, panniers, yeah, sure. a top box, uh, tank yeah, bags. Yeah. I didn't even know these tow things existed. Yeah. Until I no, was just it's like, a- what can I find that will keep my feet warm? Cause I was just doubling up the socks, but yeah. it wasn't blocking I, the wind. No, so whatever, whatever technology they use to make regular socks, they need to fix. <laughs> like, I have these really thick socks that my uh, wife got me for Christmas or Santa did in case my kids are listening. Um, and dude, those things block out all sorts of stuff. Like they don't even get cold, but they're so dang fat that I can't put them in my shoes on because mm, it'll yeah. smash my feet and it really hurts. And yeah. um, for socks, I thought it would be funny, but it does. They're so thick that I can't fit my feet in. And yeah. um, so whatever technology they use for regular socks, they need to figure it out. If you can do it with like well, this little sock Well, they do actually because uh, I, I went to Cycle Gear and they had um, the same material that the toe caps that I wear. They actually have a whole sock made out of huh. that and they're fleece lined. So I got those oh, and those those are great. Yeah. yeah and they're man. thin. They're not super thick. I'm going to have to make a trip to Cycle Gear and uh, yeah, cause see they, they got. Uh, yeah, you got to go there like right after winter season is over because then everything's like oh, half yeah. off and you can get a good deal. Nobody wants to, yeah, go in the summertime and get get stuff because nobody's thinking about it. They're all trying to get cool then. <laughs> yeah, especially in California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I get we to, have like air, a month-long winter. Yeah, my air-conditioned jacket. I know. That's the funny thing. And, and I loved complaining all week about it and kind of getting a, a gag, you know, over on the people up – in this stuff because I know I'm just kidding. Like obviously yeah. I'm not dying because it's 50 degrees here and rainy, but yeah. it is fun to like put that out there and um, have the other people comment, 
and just kind of prove how tough they are, you know? Like, yeah, no, my running joke is with Narissa. You know Narissa, Oh, right? yeah, man. Yeah, I'm always messaging her and joking with her because, like, she's out in Milwaukee and it's like, you know, they're in the polar vortex. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because I made a post where I was, it was hot one day. It was, like, 70 degrees right after, like, the day before it was raining. I was like, okay, I'm going to suffer. I'm just going to put on my, my thick wool socks. <laughs> and I sent them a picture. I was like, this is for you guys because I know you're suffering right now <laughs> yeah i know i i know when it's like 50 and raining they're like dude i wish it was 50 and raining yeah <laughs> it's like yep. negative dude when it was when the ice races got canceled because it was that cold and i i even read somewhere that like some ski resorts got co- closed i guess they canceled skiing right uh, and yeah. the thing is is because it's it's humanly unsafe to be out at the temps that it was. So they're like, right. well, we're not going to be open. And like you guys go out and kill yourself, right? Or get killed in this weather. Mm-hmm. We'll be liable. So it, when it's too cold to go skiing or racing on the ice, like, dude, that's dang cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and, part of why I just plan on never leaving California. Because yeah. I'm just like, I, I appreciate this weather. And that's why I ride every single day. Yeah. And a little bit of rain, I can't like complain because, you know, I I'm not stuck inside for three months out of the year because of snow and stuff. So I I love it. I mean, I think it's great. And that's why I'm really disappointed more people don't ride in California. Yeah. Like there's so many single occupancy cars on the road and we complain about traffic so often. But it's just like if more people got scooters and and motorcycles, we would just... Yeah, I I really fix that. I, I kind of missed 2008 because that was the last time I saw scooter and motorcycle sales going up crazy high, and I saw them everywhere. And now, you know, it's been a steady decline or whatever down to what, where we are now. And yeah. I was stoked that I saw at least at least probably no less than six motorcycles, even when it was crazy raining. Like when it, when I could barely see, I was going to pick up my kids. So of course I wasn't on my motorcycle and I could barely see out the windshield. And there's a dude coming (laughs) toward me on like a, um, Suzuki Marauder or something. And I was like, dude, you're hardcore, bro. Like props, props to you. And, um, whenever I would see anybody cruising down the street, um, I was just like, dude, that's rad. Cause it's legit. No, rain. I know when, <laughs> when it was like torrential rain, I saw another rider and I legit got excited. I was like, yeah, yeah buddy, yeah. like you're on the road too. <laughs> like like you, I was all waving at him. I was going to say you was. both wave and then like immediately eat it. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. this is rain. No, but it's like, I, especially when it's raining and I see other riders, I'm like, that's right. You, you know what's up. Yeah. Cause it's like, a lot of, I've met a lot of people who are just like, no, when it's raining, I'm not going to go out and so I mean, I, you know, like I said earlier, it's just something I got to deal with. But yeah. I don't, I don't mind, you know. It's, no, it's, it's fun. good, it's good. And um, speaking of your trip to Monterey, I talked to a little bird that told me you were up there partying at their uh, New Year's uh, oh, yeah. um, backyard party action. Yeah, they had the they had like the little electric scoot and little little mini pit bikes, and we were, we were having some fun. Yeah, it looked like uh, they were doing an obstacle course or something. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, and you know we did uh, we did like a secret Santa, and like there were some really good gifts, and you know. <laughs> Ashley, she's like, I was telling her, I was like, get uh, still a gift away from somebody else. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to try my luck. And you know what she freaking got? She got a DVD called Female Bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Serves her right, dude. I know. I was like, dude, there is some good. There's like some motorcycle gear, like some good stuff. <laughs> and she got like the she, worst gift yeah, out of all. She of walked them. away with the winner. <laughs> oh my god. And only oh, only the man. misfits would have that yeah. as like the uh, the white elephant. How did did you guys have to bring something to the party, or did they? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah well, I we went up to because we were the reason we were going up there we were visiting our friend Sonia, who's also been on the Misfits pod, and she 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 is like, don't worry about it, because I was too up with Ashley, so I did not have space to pack anything. Yeah, so they they got something and put our name on it. Were you able to whatever, fit that so. DVD? <laughs> uh, no, we we Ashley was like, go put it in the garage, leave it on yeah. the seat of one of the motorcycles. So we so we left it there, and I think they ended up watching it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I heard sure them talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did. But that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Liza, we, we you know I was telling her, I was talking to her about. Um, you know, just having more female influence on the show and talking to more, you know, female and, and not just racer, you know, like more creative right. people on the show and this and that. And she told me it was a good idea, which made me immediately suspect it because every time Lila <laughs> said, every time Liza tells me something's a bad idea and I do it, it turns out great for me. So when she says it was a good idea, I was like, is she yeah, trying to ruin me? No, yeah, it's hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, but then I mentioned you and I was like, you know, we got Jay down here and she's like, oh yeah, she came up for our little party. And I was like, oh, did she? Interesting. And then, yeah, she told me that you guys had a lot of fun. So that sounds, yeah. sounds pretty oh, cool. Oh man, she is hilarious. Talk about like having funny, wacky ideas. I was bitching and complaining about the cold and the wind and because this was before I had the hand guards and the extended fairing. And so she's like, you know, at the garage, they have all their donated um, like gear and like miscellaneous parts and stuff. She's like, no, I, I got something for you. So I'm like, oh, great. What is this going to be? So she like comes out and it's just like this one piece rubber, uh, rubberized or nylon zip up suit. <laughs> so I lo- it was yellow, too. So she's like, this is perfect. So I look like a giant banana. Well, not giant because I'm not giant, but like I look like a banana on top of a banana. Nice. It was it was pretty funny. That, she, uh, that actually works. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was massive. It was meant for someone who was like 6'4". So it definitely looked even funnier when <laughs> I threw it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I really miss their days of like chariot racing and stuff where they would talk about dragging people around on the milk crates and whatnot. Yep. Yep. I saw the milk crates. I saw them there. Yeah. Uh, they, I, they look dangerous, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> like those those days sound fun. And, and uh, it makes me kind of wish I had something like that down here, you know. And so maybe one of these days we will get a, a space where we can – pirate it for a few hours once every other month or something yeah well you know that's what ashley and i our dream is we we've been throwing around an idea of like having like a kind of like a collective space like lucky wills has um but offering not just having a space but we really especially for female riders in the area just having workshops about like how to ride safe how to what gear to wear how to work on your bike like actually passing that knowledge on because um we did babes right out and uh we um lucky wills jacks and ty they contacted us and they're like yeah we were like thinking we needed someone to represent us at um babes right out for the booth and and, and he was like you, you guys were the first that came to mind so when we were working the booth like we just had all of these writers that came up and like just whew, uh the the not 
the not a lot of knowledge on like how to ride safe and have yeah. the right gear and stuff. And yeah. I, I'm not trying to like talk shit. It's just I think there's not that shared. It's not really shared as often. And I, I, I've spoken to a lot of female riders who say that like they'll go into motorcycle spaces and a lot of times they do kind of feel it's not as bad as it used to be. It's much more open these days, but there's still spaces where it's like not friendly if you are different. You yeah. Know? Oh, like, yeah. and so, you. so yeah, our dream is to like have a shop and, and Ashley and I, we are like all DIY. We work on our bikes ourselves and, and we're all about like, learning it ourselves and not having to rely on somebody else. And so I think, yeah, I think that stuff is needed more. That's why I love the the recycle garage because they have that, that attitude and that ethos, you know? Yeah. And the thing I like about them too, is it's not necessarily like lucky has, um, you know, some sort of overhead being right there in LA and having that building and stuff. And it's, I'm so glad they're making it work and um, things are working out for them because, I'm so glad they exist actually because I've seen a couple other ones go the way of the dodo, right? And mm-hmm. you guys, the the thing I like about Recycle is it's not necessarily a, a shop space. It's it's actually someone's garage, right? Right. And uh, they're still doing all the cool stuff there out of the garage. And so you don't need like a factory with a lift and yeah. this and yeah. that. I mean you can still do it pretty – grassroots and Liza's been doing that for like decade now or something, you know, like a long time. But yeah, if you guys, if you guys get a space or get, uh, I mean, I could hook you up with some people after the show, give you some names, but you could get, um, I know people that do, uh, DIY stuff and, and legitimate mechanics that would be probably more than happy to come down and do like a workshop that um, are actually in the Long Beach area right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to give a shout out, I know someone who is doing something at Lucky Wheels, uh, Francesca with the, the East side, uh, moto babes. I think that's, yeah, Yeah, I think that's their name. Yeah. She, she is freaking awesome. She like once a month on Thursday, I think it's like uh, the third Thursday. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but she, um, has like a work, uh, like a little mini workshop and it's free and then all the ladies are invited to come and then she'll just like focus on something so like last time we went in january it was like how to rebuild a carburetor yeah and so she brought a carburetor and like just broke it down showed how to clean it and everything so there's definitely people out there doing that stuff yeah the thing um, that's right about that too is that that's kind of a lost art now that everything's going to fuel injection you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So that's cool and they can yeah, be intimidating for anybody no matter you depending on your experience level you know like you could be 800 years old but never ridden and then you're going to like clean your first carb and you're like oh god you know so many pieces to this thing is complicated (laughs) so that's cool i'm all about like sharing knowledge and keeping things open source and like having a community because i think that's that's how i got started into motorcycles when i first got my bike I was like, okay, I'm going to work on this, but I need to know what the hell I'm doing. And so I just went on YouTube and I watched uh, Del Boy's Garage. Oh, yeah, and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything that I did on the bike, like I watched, he had all the videos, like how to bleed your brakes and adjust your clutch. And I just watched all those videos diligently. And then I just kind of like started from there. Yeah. I mean, where was all this stuff back when I was 
Well, YouTube wasn't even around, I guess, when I got into motorcycles. Yeah. But uh, I remember it's, this is not to get off off topic, but I remember when YouTube first started out, it was just like a bunch of people putting their home videos up. It was yep. a place and I cat, think, cat videos, and then random. Ass oh yeah, <laughs> it was. I think it was YouTube, a place to broadcast yourself or something like that. And now they're like getting into tv and movies oh, yeah. and like, it's totally it's like crazy evolved. yeah cr- and now you can buy, like it's a subscription you can like pay to watch yeah, it on there i know isn't that weird and yeah. just like everything else um it's probably gonna get out of hand and get ridiculous at some point but it is one place where like if you don't know how to do something i dude it's so funny talking to anybody that's like probably under 20 i'm gonna say under like 30 mm-hmm. that, that i know um they're always like, yeah, oh, I didn't know how to do it. So what, I just YouTubed it, you know, just YouTube yep. it. And it's like a verb now to YouTube something. Yeah, yep, totally. Means to look up a video on the internet of how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it, you know what? Yeah, actually, Ashley and I, that's another thing we want to do is we want to start a YouTube channel yeah. that is like how to work on your bike. And right. like we want to do like gear reviews and stuff like that. Because I know a big thing with female riders is finding gear that works oh yeah it's That's so every, hard every complaint yeah. i've ever heard of is is if it's not shrinked and pinked which i think they're getting away from in the industry but it then getting it to fit the top and the bottom sometimes your top and your bottom look like they belong to two different bodies and it's like, <laughs> yeah 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 right yeah. i mean and it's not a funny thing to go in and just have like a you know a matching suit that just like doesn't match what you're looking for so yeah, yeah no I, I i i hear you and i've talked to um, you know, almost every woman on the show that has come on has said the same sort of thing. Like once I found a suit that I liked, boom, like yeah. I had to, I had to buy three of them cause I know I'm, you're not going to exactly. find that again. Yeah. Yeah. My big thing right now is finding, like I have a good jacket. I have some decent gloves, but like finding riding pants Yeah. for myself has been really difficult cause I'm like super short and it just all of the pat like the knee protection is all like down (laughs) (laughs) like on my shin it's like ankle protection basically so it's i'm really like trying to find a riding pants because i i i want to try to get as geared up as possible because i've already been hit a couple times and i don't want to it's not i don't want to chance that yeah Yeah. i've had enough accidents for a lifetime so definitely want to avoid that yeah the the cool thing about that too is that I I feel like I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on this but I feel like in the last I'm going to say 3 years that there's been quite a bunch of new women um yep. women based cl- clothing companies that are kind of yep. not they don't just look like ballistic gear in either like a dude would wear mm-hmm. um they're actually they look good they look fashionable like a fashion yeah. designer yeah, made them yeah I've noticed that too yeah. like when I first started uh years ago like it was it was like the shrinking pink thing it was hard for me to find anything and yeah the last yeah for the for sure there's a couple of um at wild i think is out in long beach area yeah. and they're they're doing some stuff um like women's motorcycle gear that's really cool so yeah and then i'm i know modern moto um is a magazine and i think they feature a lot of women designers in their stuff i think it's all women friendly women designer you know stuff in there and mm-hmm. it just looks cool like i'm looking at it going yeah this is like something that people would shop for to wear like out <laughs> yeah yeah not just like hey, my black ballistic uh jacket with my camo denim you're not not denim but kevlar pants you know yeah yeah so yeah i think 
for dudes, it's just like you want to look like something out of a video game. I want, <laughs> I want my blacked out face shield. I, I like that kind of stuff, though. Like, that's the thing about me is like I, everyone always thinks I'm a guy because like I always like I dress in more masculine clothes and stuff. But yeah. that's that's why I never liked any of the women's gear that was available because I was like, I'm not. I don't wear pink. Right. I never have worn pink and I never will wear pink. So it's you, not my color. <laughs> yeah. you. I forget the name of it, but I did notice. So you're looking for some stuff that's just not like shrinked down with like purple flames on it, right? Because, right. No, I want something that looks cool. I don't mind looking like yeah. a transformer. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I forget love transformers, dude. Because <laughs> I, I did notice a lot of the um, stuff that I've been seeing recently in like cycle news and stuff is – they are showing – I forget what brands it is, but it, it might just be even like Joe Rocket or something like that that's like making a lot of um, different size stuff in their in all their colorways now. Like you can get it yeah. in any 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 size, any color, you know, any shape. So I think people have seen it and, and the big um, outpouring of media in the, over the past couple of years has really kind of s- opened the rest of the industry's eyes, I think, to it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if it's not coming on a larger scale, some of these people have already spearheaded the movement. I think it's probably just going to grow from there. Hopefully, yeah, totally. Hopefully, more. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully, motorcycles don't go the way of the dodo. <laughs> I, I'm, that's my biggest fear is I'm just like, okay, we're kind of at a cross point where, especially in California, where the big push is like, get rid of everything petrol. Yeah. And um, we were having this talk discussion at the, the garage, the Misfits garage, when we went up there, because we were like, our gas-powered motorcycle is going to be around in 100 years. Uh, I'm like, guessing not 100, no, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just like, dang, okay, well, I'm glad I'm alive now. At least I still get to ride one because yeah. it's I, – I don't – I'm electric bikes are cool and all the things I've heard about them, but I don't think that's ever something that's going to be like my daily rider. Yeah. So, last, uh, yeah. Last – on the last episode, we really kind of went into electric bikes just because I'd seen a bunch of them pop up recently on, um, I, you know, I have a lot of contacts on LinkedIn that are in, um, different countries and also in the electric business. And it's kind of, we're blind to it here. It's so huge in other countries right now already. Mm. And I feel like we're just like still kind of like pushing it off, but we're also the last place where they're selling the Hayabusa and the GSX-R750. It's like America will still buy this stuff because they're not into this push for uh, greener. And I'm not, (laughs) I shouldn't say greener or cleaner because I don't know if it's really either when you kind of break down how everything's made, but for the... CO2 lessening uh, economy, right? And so there's yeah. already huge pushes in other countries for it. And we'll see this year with the uh, MotoGP, with the FIM um, NL Cup, right? That electric uh, bike that's going to be coming out. And oh, then, okay. So I, you probably didn't listen to our last episode, like 75% of the rest of the country. Um, but the <laughs> Lightning Motorcycles up there in San Francisco is coming out with the 100 and 50 horsepower bike i saw that for like yeah, 12 grand for thing, like it looks like it's gonna rip yeah for less than an r1 right and it's gonna have mm. roughly or in the neighborhood of the same horsepower i mean r1s have like 194 but more than most but 600s. the thing is is what i was talking to terry from from who occasionally is on the pod the misfits pod yeah and um he is saying like it it has like the comparable horsepower, but it's like almost instant. 
to oh, the tire. The, yeah, the torque know? is incredible, and it's way less. Um, you don't lose hardly anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't go over this with Wiggins last week, but I had all these notes that I saw in this um, electric um, – what was it? There's some university lecture that I had uh, listened to mm-hmm. and electric. Okay. Fuel for all of the reason fuel is even used and the f- reason fuel is more efficient right now than, um, than batteries is just because the, pa- the density of the power in a liter of fuel versus like a, a comparable liter of batteries. Mm-hmm. But Actual combustion energy, though, is only like 35% efficient yep. and then minus like any mechanical stuff where it brings it down to like maybe like between 17 and 20% efficient, yep. where batteries are like 95% efficient, electricity is, but yep. it's not as dense energy-wise. energy, de- energy wise. So that's right. why – that's the only reason we're still on fuel is that we just haven't got the technology right now. Yeah. I mean that's what we were – the conversation we were, we were talking about was like they, Terry was like, yeah, just watch 20 years from now. Once they get the technology dialed in and they can shrink it, then it's really going to take off yeah. because it'll, the bikes will be lighter. It'll be faster charging. Like I know that he was saying that there's some uh, top secret stuff that's happening as far as like working on shrinking things down, you know, yeah. and fast, fast charging. Because my big thing with the electric bike is not just the, like the riding it. I'd have to get used to teaching an old dog new tricks as far as not having a clutch, but, um, charging, like he is like, Oh yeah, well with his, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes to charge. And I was like, no, cause like for my job, I travel and I can't like be at yeah. a site and then like, Oh, I need to take off, but I got to wait 30 minutes to charge. Like, yeah. and, and there's not like charging stations all over. So you got to worry about that. So that, that's a big thing that, yeah, the charging stations not being everywhere is becoming less of a problem. It will become even less of a problem as um, companies like BMW and uh, VW are going full uh, electric in Europe. And so they're bringing that over here too, right? Yeah. They don't want to make two different cars for two different markets. So they are heavily investing in infrastructure as well as Tesla is. And you can find a hell of a lot more chargers in weird places than you think you can. Yeah. And we were talking that they're saying that there's, they're working on like, if you can find an electrical outlet, that there's going to be a way to just charge it directly that oh, way yeah so that would be really functional that would be great yeah i talked to a, i talked to a guy point. we actually interviewed a guy on the show that is building the electric infrastructure in america right now and i saw some of the um the tanks the not tanks what would you call them the charging stations i guess they look like gas stations but they're electric right and they look just like right. gas station hoses and everything and those things can fill up in 15 minutes because they have like 75,000 volts or something running through. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The actual hose has to be water cooled because it would get so hot in your hand. Yeah. I was just going to say, you don't want that to malfunction because you're going to have like a plasma arc on your hand. Friggin' (laughs) weld your car to the ground. (laughs) Yeah. You'll just be like a pile of like 
burning <laughs> flesh on the ground. Right. <laughs> but he's saying for cars, they're getting to where they can fill a car up at least 80% in 15 minutes. And they've got oh, it wow. down to, they're going to try and get it to seven because that's what the typical petrol stop is. Right. Okay. And so they're already down to 15. If you've got a certain level of charging, like level two, I think it is, is what you can do. Level two fast charge or whatever. Mm. Um, and a lot of motorcycles are coming with that stock on them. Oh, and okay. so you can do that or plug it into your wall at your house overnight, you know? And so it's getting there. Like you, yeah. I think I will miss the brappy. I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I will miss, but at the same time, like it's inevitable. It's coming already. And by the time, um, you and I are, you know, sitting around on our, with our canes in our hands, reminiscent <laughs> of the old days, it will probably yep. be, they'll probably be, um, I don't know. I'll, let's say it'll be a, at least a 50, 50 market. If not like, gas-powered bikes only be like 20% of the market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's coming pretty rapidly. If you if you look back over the last like 20 years, um, electric cars have definitely made an impact in the last like five at least. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I remember commuting to work like just two and a half years ago and I'd see like maybe one or two Teslas on the road. Now, every day so on my commute, yeah. I see at least 30 of them. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, and they're- my other job, I, there's like a Tesla, I don't know if it's a dealership or uh, there, it's something. It's like in Marina Del Rey, but it's like Tesla. It's like a Tesla lot. Uh-huh. And I just see him driving out of there all day long. Yeah, so. I mean, and I live far away from you, and I see about thirty up here too. So mm-hmm. it's ju- they're just infiltrating. Um, they're becoming so ubiquitous around uh, Southern California and probably California in general. But and you know what's funny though is like I know those cars come with so much technology and safety features and stuff like to notify the drivers to not hit somebody. But some of these Tesla drivers. I'm just like, okay, you have all this technology, yet you almost just hit me. Like, (laughs) you know, like I had somebody almost merge right into me and the little light on the, you know, the mirror that lights up and stuff. It's, I can see it. It's turned on. I mean, I know that they're getting notifications and they still like just decide they're going to go right into my lane. (laughs) Guess what? I'm still not paying attention. Like it's going to be. Yeah. Dude, the, the crazy thing is that I just read this crazy article too on, um, the world of tech and how, you know, it, it was a totally weird thing about politics and tech, how they're coming together. But um, the the AI thing, like, is kind of scary to me, all the developments that they're doing in AI and what they're letting, uh, how they're enhancing AI. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of things now where, so I just watched a video on Reddit where this guy was driving and somebody merged into his lane and he was driving a Tesla and the autopilot took over and swerved him away from that car. And then it was swerving him toward the, he was in the like carpool lane though. So he was swerving toward the concrete median and, yeah. and it saw that and applied the brakes and swerved back. And the other driver like saw him finally and like merged back. So it missed the car and the wall oh, wow. on autopilot. And the dude didn't have time to react. Like he, or he was probably watching a Harry Potter. What am I, <laughs> yeah. you know, what am I yeah, saying? Right. He was probably watching a dang texting mm-hmm. or something, but the autopilot took over. So the AI that's coming on in this stuff is actually supposedly pretty good. It's getting, um, I know one of the big pushes by the AMA is to get the, 
companies that are making this technology to consider motorcycles. They don't want mm-hmm. they don't want us to be invisible to this uh, technology stuff. So you know, Ford has that lane splitting technology that the little camera mirrors. So if you ever knock off a mirror on a newer <laughs> Ford, uh, you're probably knocking off the lane split detection. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they have like these little things that detect lane splitters and move over to give you a little room or at least let the driver know that there's a motorcycle coming. So it's it's interesting. Like they're thinking of us starting to think of that's us. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cause I remember a couple of years back, that was one of the conversations yeah, I always yeah. had with people is I was like, this is good technology, but what about motorcycles? Like yeah. we definitely need to be involved in the conversation for sure. It was a big thing that came out at um, the consumer electronic showcase too, where Ducati and Audi and Ford and Qualcomm and somebody else are working together to get the vehicle to vehicle so that you won't right. be invisible anymore. The cars yeah. will actually be talking to each other and telling yeah. it leads to a whole new crazy topic on privacy and um, ethics and stuff like that. But I'm not making any of those calls. So it's kind of, it's so hard. I really want to talk to somebody that designs some of this stuff and, and, has to deal with some of them. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting to say, like, say we have the car-to-car communication and car-to-motorcycle communication. I mean, I can just imagine how that's going to affect insurance because you try to say, oh, this person hit me, but then is it going to show the whole story? Like, maybe it it may look like you saw them, but then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, it'll also be interesting to see if – because they have those systems already where if you start to veer out of your lane, your car will steer you back in. Like basically I'm just wondering if there's never going to be an accident because the the car computers won't let there be two cars in the same spot, whether it's motorcycle or not. Well, it's, I, it's I was interesting. listening to, to, to your podcast a while back about, and you were talking to Wiggs about, um, maybe it was yours. I heard somewhere else where like the technology is getting to the point where the cars, when they're communicating, they can actually get closer to each other because they know like the, the, the distance. Yeah. So you'll actually be able to have more cars in a denser area. Yeah. But, but then again, like, uh, like I said, you, how are you going to factor in motorcycles? Cause I mean, if I need to merge over and these cars are like an inch away from each other, right? You know, like uh, that it's going to be weird. You know, it's going to be you're interesting. Gonna, so. You're going to actually have to do the speed limit for once. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Mar banana. You're going to yeah. have to behave yourself. Ooh, yeah, don't, I don't even want to talk about that because I, I got another ticket recently. Yeah. Oh, so. God. I hope actually <laughs> that, doesn't listen to this. That's a story I'll have to tell you off the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we are. We're coming up on two hours. Um, is there anything going on it, that you're going to be uh, looking forward to doing or that you're going to be heading out to? Um. Well, uh, Ashley and I like to have an annual motorcycle anniversary road trip, so we'll probably be taking taking a trip off up the coast. As far as events or anything, I don't know. I actually want to get into. I've never been. I never really watched. I know what. I'm not a biker until I said that I've watched MotoGP. So my goal this year is to actually start watching MotoGP. <laughs> And and getting into that because uh, I know the last Misfits pod they were talking about that. Yeah, dude. For 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 me, it is so expensive to get into that 
you know, to pay for the the MotoGP pass. Um, yeah, well, we were talking about ways to make it work. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you could definitely subsidize with some friends, or you know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. there is. Um, if you want to watch American stuff, if you go to YouTube and be in Sports USA. They, uh, everything on there is, um, free. You can just watch, you can watch all of Moto America for free. And there's some damn good racing in Moto America. Plus you get two days of it. You get Saturday and Sunday. You don't just get the one weekend. Oh, cool. I know for MotoGP, it includes like usually Moto2 and Moto3 though. So, Mm -hmm. but on this one, you get super bike and super sport. And then whatever, if they're running, like they used to run the Harley XR1200 class, you would get all that stuff for Saturday and and for Sunday, and it's some pretty good racing. And America has its own, um, fair enough, its own like silly season and stuff that happens here. Um, yeah. So is there? You guys ever want to get into um, like dirt bike riding and stuff like that? Oh man, yes. That's like on our our wish list. Ashley took a. She's never been dirt bike riding, so she actually at one of the events that we went to recently, she entered a raffle and she won. Um, God, now the name is slipping me. But it was like they they teach you. It was up in Hollister Hills. And they teach you, like, the basics of riding, dirt bike riding. So she's getting into that. I started off on dirt bikes, so I have I have experience. But our goal is to get to get a couple dirt bikes and definitely get some dirt. Yeah, it's fun. But the, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest hurdle is just finances yeah. right oh, now. Yeah, of course. I, you know, if, if money was no issue, I'd have one of everything plus stuff oh, you to know haul around it. Oh, you know what I am doing, I just remembered, is there, I'm going to do my first track day. I've never done a track day. Oh, we're going to do rad. that in June. Rad. Yeah, so we're going to go up to, to Laguna. They're having at Laguna Seca. Oh, man. Yeah, so we're going to hit the hit the track at Laguna Seca. So I'm super stoked about that because I've never done a track before. So. Yeah, and you're picking like one of the, you know, uh, historic one. Yeah, yeah. Or should I say an historic one? An historic <laughs> one. An yeah. historic one, yeah. Dude, it, yeah, that's so a I'm excited good, about that. That'll be exciting, man. Let me know. Let me know. I mean, I'll, I'm sure we'll talk before then, but yeah, let me know how that goes. Um, there's a couple things going on this uh, this weekend if you want to head out. If you're in the area over here, um, Atlantis Motor Garage. We had them on episode, I forget what episode we went over to Atlantis. But um, they moved out of Silver Lake, which was like the vortex of weirdness and <laughs> good time stories. Like they had a bunch of stories for us. But they actually moved over to South El Monte. And this weekend, rain or shine, and it's supposed to be sunny this weekend finally. Um, they're going to have the Vintage Japanese Motor Union. It's going to have anything, I think, 1985 and older. Uh, there's going to be bikes and cars and maybe some planes and boats. But I think they're also going to have Lucky Wheels Coffee there. And they're oh, also cool. going to have, I think, a band maybe um, and hopefully some artwork. But there's they're just going to be showcasing a bunch of rad stuff over there that's all vintage. Go check it out. I plan on being there if I can. Um, if it's everything comes up roses this weekend, like I hope it does, then I is it like a all day? All day it's from, I want to say 11 to 4. Is, okay. uh, yeah, so that's that. Also, if you're in Portland, Oregon, uh, you can go up there and fart in Wiggins' face. He's going to be at the One Motor <laughs> Show this weekend. And uh, there's also going to be the One Race on, I'm going to say the race is on Sunday this year. Um, 
And if you're also up there, you can go check out the number two show, which is happening February 9th at the Flying 15 Clubhouse in Portland, Oregon. Uh, there's going to be some DJs, a countryside ride, and some dead friends. Maybe those are maybe those are the names of the bands. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're b- focusing on local, home built, and creative and interesting motorcycles. Not like you know, the one show is kind of like the tour nowadays. I feel like of mm-hmm. uh, you know. So also, let me see. What is this going to be? No, I guess in a couple weeks, this third Sunday ride with the uh, East Side Motorbabes. Um, they have a ride every third Sunday, so be looking out for that in a couple weeks. Also, um, if you're going to be around February 24th, uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., uh, 4537 Huntington Drive South in Los Angeles, um, that's not too far from Lucky Wheels. The Cre- uh, Cretans are going to be having a vintage motorcycle swap meet. They might even have something there for the Flying Banana. You're really <laughs> around. And then St. Paul. Dude, I don't know if this is still going on. This is indoor, so I'm assuming it's still on. But the uh, the War of the Twins, too, happening March 22nd. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's still going to be, you know, that's still a ways away. The, the Vortex hasn't. Change the future from what I know. But um, also the Outliers Guild's coming up here in LA. And there that's gonna be in March. And then there's gonna be a bunch of ice racing and fla- uh what's what's the one I'm thinking of? Not um the one show. Oh flat flat out Friday and Mama Try okay. is gonna be uh, let's see if the one's this weekend. It's going to be the next weekend because Wig's going to be driving straight from Portland over to that. So, dudes, there's a lot of moto stuff going on. Um, and if you're in the, if you know, this is countrywide. I don't. I should start checking out what's happening in Australia and everywhere where people listen. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah, I know Australia has a. They have a ride called a Sheila Shakedown. Uh-huh. I think that's in the summertime. It's kind of yeah. like their version of Babes Ride Out. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I know, I don't know, I think it's their summer right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Babes Right Out, um, to end the show on this, because we we're coming up on two hours, you didn't think you'd hang out for two hours probably tonight. <laughs> but um, I was just listening to a Toyota commercial today, and they were talking about Toyota Tundras and, and um, what a great truck they are. And it was all about Babes Right Out. And Toyota, I guess, was the sponsor of Babes oh, Right cool. Out. And so I was like, whoa, am I hearing a motorcycle commercial on the actual radio <laughs> right now? Nice. And I couldn't, I was, I knew it was Babes Right Out because they kept saying, yeah, th- this year's Babes Right Out, yada, yada, you know, we did this. And I'm going, dude, I can't believe I'm hearing A, a motorcycle commercial and B, a Babes Right Out. Yeah, and uh, yeah. they were talking about how it started and this and that. And then they were like, yeah, and this Toyota Tundra got us, you know, when Toyota approached us with it. And so I'm like, wow, Toyota is stepping up and getting a motorcycle commercial on mainstream radio so i was pretty stoked that's awesome that. you hardly ever see like motorcycle commercials on tv or radio so yeah yeah oh, yeah well. I, we're working on uh we have a few connections uh, that we're trying to get together for babes right out so there might be something special i can't say anything right now but yeah. there might be something special that we're trying to get uh for this year's event to 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 have nice so stay tuned um, I may try to sneak in this year. I may do my best to uh, <laughs> fool you guys and see if I make it. But I, I think the Recycle Garage has a couple of wigs you can borrow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's one wigs uh, that actually is on the show, but he will definitely not get in. So. <laughs> hey, yeah, just man. cut the facial hair and put it on. Yeah, put it on head. <laughs> yeah I know. 
Um, hey, is there any significant sign-offs or any super profound thing that you have that you want to tell anybody out there? Uh, ride motorcycles every day. Sweet. All right. And with that, we're out of here. You guys have a good, uh, have a good weekend. All right. Peace. Peace.